We're live, pal. It's episode 521, The Shining Wizard. Recording? I am, yes. Why you? Because you're going to type it up and then it's going to come in and you'll be like, we're live. And I missed the cue. So I just started recording while you're doing that. That's all right. This is cool. Tombstone Jesus tonight, my man. Tombstone Jesus. This is a real, this is the realest thing. Ryan Van Dam was like, you guys got to get him on the show. And I was like, you know what? This dude looks super interesting. Uh, I did not know he was more than a wrestler and more than Jesus. He is Tombstone Jesus wrestler, musical artist. He wears a hat, just one hat, not many hats, one hat. And he's joining us. He's going to close out the show tonight. Yeah, he's he's the headlining act. He's the man in charge. And we got we're going to talk about uh, Elimination Chamber. We have a new WWE champion. We got AEW is going to do fucking exploding barbed wire death matches. We sure are. I watched that Muda match from last week. Oof, we could talk about that if you want. Uh, I watched fucking Filthy Island. <laughs> NXT, Ring of Honor, tons of news out of New Japan, Impact Wrestling, and it's all next here. Episode 521 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is Kevin Sullivan, and if you're not listening to the podcast, it's The Shining Wizards. I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to lay underneath the bed. And when you go to get in the bed tonight, if you're not listening to this podcast, I'll bite your leg. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what a fucking loser. Fuck The Shining Wizards. Welcome everyone watching us live on the face face. Welcome to everyone listening live on rantymradio.com. And welcome to everyone that downloads us each and every week. We, of course, are the Shining Wizards, where it's wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. Kevin. What's up, boys? How are we doing today? Shaking. You know. Oh, no. I had this grandiose plan that I was going to watch all this wrestling today. Surprise, surprise. Snowed again. Over here, over here in the mountains, in the woods, wherever you want to say I live, I got about four to six inches of fresh snow that I had to go out and shovel this afternoon. So uh, I did not get to watch uh, Riddle, Lashley, 
and John Morrison or the women's tag team match. But I did see all the elimination chambers. Not like I needed to watch because I already know who the winners were going to be because I stole Kevin's thunder this week. Oh, no. We're doing this? I went 5-0, and oh, baby. Well, I had to share the wealth. Please tell us about what happened this week in pay-per-view picks. That's all. All look, I went five and zero. Oh, Tony, guess what? You're at the bottom, buddy. You're sitting there, twelve and four. You and Kevin with your three and two records. Kevin now has a blemish on his perfect record. Mm. He's fourteen and two. I sit in mm. second place, thirteen and three. Tony, you're twelve and four. Fuck this game. <laughs> yes, I like the fire. Don't worry. I don't think we'll pick any other pay-per-views uh, until. Oh, no, that's not true, because March 7th will be yes. the AEW one. AEW is doing, yeah. But is Fastlane fast fast lane before that? <laughs> Fastlane is March 21st, I think. Fucking A, dude. It just seems like we're doing an awful lot of WWE shit and nothing else. It's just so strange. Well, I mean, look, that's what the, that's what the, the pay-per-view picks usually are. Impact only I- runs like four years. Same with AEW. Can I can I just interject for one second? You would not have been perfect this week had that fucking women's match continued the way it was supposed to. Didn't you pick uh what's her name? Didn't you pick uh Lacey? I did not. That was Kevin. Oh, Kevin picked Lacey. That's right. Oh. Sorry, but she's it would have been perfect anyway. She's got one in the one in the oven, so they ain't gonna let her wrestle. Oh but, god, but I forgot it, about that. But it's so strange that they kept that on the show up until last minute. And then they didn't even mention it a little odd. No. Uh, when I went to the Wikipedia page yesterday to make my picks, I did not see it on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Because there was a report that, uh, from, from our boy, Dave Meltzer, uh, where we get all our information from, including our fucking Japanese translations, by the way, thank you very much. Whoever was nice enough to yell at us for not giving credit for somebody who translated something to Japanese. But I digress. Uh, Yeah, so the report was that Dave Meltzer said that that match wasn't going to happen, but it had not officially been reported by WWE at any point during the day, which is strangely, like, odd for them, you know? Usually, like, look, like... Um, you know, they, they waited, they waited till very late to announce that Keith Lee wasn't going to be there, uh, to have that four way match to replace him. Why couldn't they do something with the women as well? Look, two and a half hour WWE pay-per-view. I'm on board over and done. No six hour bullshit. Happy Tony. So just a little disappointed that we didn't get to, we didn't get a woman's title match, even though they announced it. Nothing. Right. No, I, I don't. I look. I didn't know you were such a women's wrestling fan. You did get a tag match though. You got double the amount of women that would have been in a one-on-one matchup. How do you like that? Yeah, but that match was already scheduled, so we only got two-thirds of the women that we were going to get. Sure. So I like that. I guess so. And the women have been getting screwed a lot in wrestling lately, so I was kind of surprised that Oscar wasn't going to make the card. But what that's, do I know? That's why they're all pregnant. They're getting screwed. I what do you mean they're getting screwed? Ric Flair, he's smashing Lacey, and she got pregnant, so now she no. can't wrestle. I, I mean, meant Tony. Grand scheme of things, Oscar's got a woman, got a title defense. Match just disappears without without a mention. Well, we just it was it was mentioned. She's pre- Lacey Evans is pregnant. 
So but the match is in. You can't do you, Tony, I don't know if you know this. I'm pretty sure it's not a great idea to wrestle pregnant. Okay, but then why didn't they stop this on Monday? Why didn't they change the card on Monday and they kept promoting it through the week? Oh, you would think that. at some point they were going to do a bait and switch, but they gave us absolutely nothing. Well, they don't, they don't have to give us a switch all the time. They I mean, if one, if one person can't work, you just don't work. Yeah, but they advertise it for a pay-per-view, Kev. It's not like this is some fucking random Monday Night Raw. This was a, this was a show that potentially people are paying $60 well, for. If they kept promoting it through, like, after Raw or whenever she announced that she was pregnant, then that's a little strange, but... Yeah, that's, that's, that was my point. And, and the point... I, have, overall, I didn't see them do that, so that's why I don't know. The point overall generally as well is that, I mean, I'm, I don't want to get into AEW right now, but they're fucking... They're putting fucking band-aids on broken arms over there, dude. I don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we'll get into that later. So, yeah, I think I think overall right now, it was just kind of like, why the fuck wouldn't they just give us something, even if it was just like a 10-minute match? They spent so much time in between catching us up on stories, which I know Matt loves so much. They could have fucking gave us another something in there to make up for it. You or at least just that. tell us it's not going to happen. You could say I'm that not- about every pay-per-view ever. Matt, you were interrupting? Card... Subject to change, sir. That's right. And you picked the weirdest things to get. Like, are you what really? You were you really looking forward to the Oscar Lacey Evans match? That would have been an you... extra point for me. Oh, so see, ah, for the guy, Kevin, for the guy who hates the picks so much. That's why I hate them because WWE oh. changes everything all but, the time. But if we're forcing him to do it, I would be upset too if a potential pick was taken away. Well, there you go. There you go. Car subject to change, sir. He's you fucking you fucking texted riddle. us. Why would you fucking pick Riddle? Why would you pick Riddle? Because why? Why have Bobby Beat Lashley as the U.S. champion? Why would you pick Kevin me. Owens again? Because Kevin Owens fucking rules, dude. Your logic is flawless. Fucking D. Brian, baby. I don't know. I picked him because I have to get ahead. I have to catch up. You need head. I, I picked Keith head. Lee, but he was pulled last minute. So you picked the other guy that was... I wasn't picking fucking John Morrison. Why wouldn't you pick Lashley? Because it's time. It's time for him to... He's getting... He's moving on up to the east side. I don't I don't care. People in the people watching on Facebook right now are completely agreeing with me that they screwed Oscar over by not giving her a match on oh, the show. Oh, stop. Don't worry. She'll be in a three-minute match on Raw. There you go. I'm not watching Raw. I was watching the pay-per-view. Oh, the out- Sorry, that, WWE. The outrage yesterday was through the roof. For what? I'm sorry, the what? The outrage. It's through the no, roof. It was through the what? The roof. One more time. Roof. All right. Kevin's boy, The Miz, walked out the fucking champion. Oh, I was going to wear his yes. shirt. Son of a bitch, I forgot to wear his shirt. Great decision. I, I love that call. I, I, thought it was, I thought that chamber match was... I got a lot of problems with that chamber match. Which one? The raw one? Really? Sure. What's the fucking what? point of rules if fucking fucking Black Diamond can just rip open the fucking cage and AJ Styles can just jump in the ring? You mean Edward James almost? Whatever his fucking name is. He fucking oh peeled that thing like it was a piece of cellophane on a photo. He just fucking ripped it off. That's his gimmick, dude. He's a big fucking dude. He's a strong So you're telling me that he can do that, but Sheamus is just like praying the tombstone Jesus in the corner, but he's got a bro well, kick that knocks people out. He couldn't kick the door open if he wanted to. Well, didn't almost get didn't almost get ejected from the match? Sure, yes, he but he ripped so? the thing off. AJ right, just well. 
ran in. A, so there was a consequence for his action? Yeah. Okay, so we're putting people in pods, right? They have strategy. To strategy. What strategy? Sami Zayn didn't want to leave his pod. He wanted to wait for his time. AJ was stupid. He thought that these guys were down. He was going to get some easy pins, and it backfired. So he tried to break the rules, and he got fucked twice. And he not only didn't get a pin on either guy, but he lost his bodyguard. So fuck you, AJ. Fuck yeah, you but how, what was his bodyguard going to do? He couldn't come in the elimination chamber. He, maybe he could have. Maybe he could have snuck in the door. It's no disqualifications. Tony, that guy ain't sneaking in anywhere. Nah, he's a fucking oh, fair, monster. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I did not like. I did not like the raw eliminate. I don't like the elimination chamber. I don't like that they pigeonhole everything into the pay per view. I've said that a million times. That's, but like, but like, five, everything's like five minutes. It's just like kind of. I don't know. It's kind of boring until like. Everyone gets in there, and then the juices start flowing. Yeah, but you got to build it. It's 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 like when you go for a seven course meal. You start out with the appetizer, and maybe you get a little uh, a little salad in between. Maybe you get your crock of French onion soup. You know, then oh, the fucking steak comes out. Then you got your potatoes, your mushrooms, your fucking cheddar cheese, your slab of bacon and onions, and all that other good shit. And your coronary. And your coronary. There you go. And then you get the little Italian ice to cleanse the palate. Ooh, the palate cleanser. The sorbet, yeah. if you will. Um, yeah, I was annoyed at the raw one. Didn't like it. Eh, I didn't. I didn't. Li- I don't like the waiting around. I don't like Seamus coming out with his fucking sword like he's Excalibur now. What? What is the point? Oh, uh, the intros. Forget the intros. Take for Not fucking ever. Fucking Claymore. Yeah. When Claymore stabs the fucking Excalibur sword through this through the stage, like really. Here's another thing I didn't get, right? We opened the show with the SmackDown Elimination Chamber, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Right? They get the four guys in, and then we find out who the other two are going to be, uh, and then they show us another package about the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird, no? Yeah. I thought that, my app, like, went back to the beginning. That threw me off. It's WWE, man. The, the, the one thing that was really bugging me are these fucking cuts before Impact. Like when Cesaro was running back and forth, it was really obvious before he's laying the forearms in, they're cutting to another camera. Then they're cutting back. Then he runs to the other corner. Just before he makes contact, they cut to another view. It's like fucking a dude, just stay on one camera for more than fucking two seconds. Is it that hard? And, Thunderdome baby. Yeah. And then, and then the, I mean, I think we've complained about this, the length of this, this podcast for almost 10 years, the camera with the, the zooming and the shaking, it's awful. Yep. Yep. But I like the SmackDown Elimination Chamber a lot. I thought they did a really nice job there. I love the stuff with Roman Reigns right afterwards. The hope spot with Daniel Bryan where he fucking catches him and goes into the fucking lock. Oh, man. It was awesome. It was such a great story. Edge coming out of nowhere was great. They didn't play his fucking music. He just showed up, speared him. He pointed at the sign like it was cool. He talked some shit to Roman Reigns. Like, that's cool. And then the fireworks went off, and then they played his music. At the end. Yeah. That's okay. At the end, it's okay. When you play it, when you're going to, like, run in, that kind of gives it away, you know? Yeah. I didn't I, like when he came back at the Rumble last year when they played it, when they had fireworks for him. Took it to surprise, but apparently a lot of people already knew about it. <laughs> that's the internet wrestling community, my friend. They have their finger on the pulse of everything. No, I mean, the, the people who played the music. Like, oh, it's a surprise, but Edge is here, so we make sure we have fireworks for him. 
Yeah, well, he's got to walk through Gorilla. That's true. Excuse me. That was a big. That was a big. Somebody's burping. all fucking loaded up on margaritas already. It's just my first one. It's National Margarita Day. This podcast is brought to you by Cayman Jack Margarita. Not really, but I still got about a half a case of these left, so I got to drink. <laughs> Send us free shit. Cajun Maybe one day. Yeah. Cayman, not Cajun. Cayman. Cajun Caymans. Yes. No, now not... that those cheap dirt bags of twisted tea you just sent us a koozie. A koozie and a keychain. Fuck them. It's better a hot than dog and a handshake. That's a hot dog and a handshake of the sponsorship world. Thanks for coming. Here's your fucking keychain. Uh, I didn't see the three-way dance. What did you guys think of it? Riddle one, boo. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. Riddle, for being an MMA guy, his his strikes are a little weird to me. Like, he, he's almost like throwing karate, like, open palm strikes. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's a little weird. I like me some Riddle. I just, I think his striking game is odd. I'm fine with Riddle winning, something different. It frees up Lashley for some other nonsense rather than just being the U.S. champ. Yeah, but, I guess uh, that's that's like the biggest takeaway from it is that now we know that Lashley's moving on to other stuff. And the match was what it was. It was fine. No no real complaints. I mean, except for when uh, MVP was talking shit to Riddle outside about, uh, about like, who do you think you are, this and that? And then when Riddle grabs a crutch from him, he's like, okay, man, take it easy. Calm down. It's all right. Relax. And then Riddle fucking goes to town on Lashley and fucking wins with the – what does he call it? Bro Derek? Why does he call his finishing move Bro Derek? I feel like it's always been that. Bro. I, I, I don't know. It's just a weird name. But yeah, huzzah. New new champ. Matt called that one. Yes. Women's match. Tag team titles. Kev, you see this one? Sort of. A little bit of it. Not all of it. I saw the part where Nia Jax threw Sasha Banks on Bianca Belair. And they were just all just standing there for like five minutes waiting for it to happen. Yeah, Nia's still not very good. There were a couple of times where she was standing there waiting for shit to happen and she just kind of had her hands up and she was like waddling and wiggling. I don't know if she was supposed to be selling or if she was supposed to be afraid. Um, there were some good spots, some bad spots. Like there was really no hope spot with like either Bianca or Sasha getting a hot tag. Uh, it, why did this guy come out with a fucking bottle of champagne to give champagne to Sasha? Oh, is that Reginald? Is that his name? Yes. He's Carmella's guy, though, isn't he? So, like, why is he out there for Sasha? Like, I didn't, I, did I miss a story? I don't know. Point? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe, uh, maybe they, he was trying to help them win the tag titles. I don't know. But why? Like, is he friends with them? Like, I thought Carmella was into it with Sasha, wasn't she? Maybe they're continuing their storyline. Oh, didn't Carmella, didn't Carmella, fire him because he screwed up her title match you would know better than i would kev i really wouldn't but (laughs) you know what kevin i think that makes the most sense so i'm gonna say yes yeah (laughs) and if anyone in the facebook chat knows otherwise please let us know 100 percent. i get all dizzy when i watch that so before the raw elimination we do get that weird backstage thing with mvp speaking to the miz oh yeah and then we fast forward to uh uh, something oddly familiar uh, to what we talked about in the Patreon bonus show, Shelton Benjamin at HBK Superkick. Uh, they tried to replicate that with a little AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Claymore kick. Uh, and Drew is the champion. And then uh, Bobby Lashley comes out and beats everything dog shit out of him. Now, I wasn't around when the money in the bank was first introduced. Um, was it always... 
you cash in and then the referee checks on the other guy? Or was it you cash no. in and the referee just rings the bell? This fucking stuck in my asshole. I hate right. that they do this. And it's not just this match. They do this shit all the time. Old school wrestling. You jump somebody before the fucking bell. The referee calls for the bell. Bing, bang, bang. We, we're off and running. What is this shit? Can you continue? Are you okay? Are you ready? Fuck that. What's the it, point of cashing in the fucking thing? If this is, are you all right? Can you? What if he says no? Then it defeats the whole fucking purpose of the briefcase. It's been like that for a while now. But it's so dumb, man. It's so dumb. This is um. Like they waited, like when the Miz cashed in the first time, they they waited for Randy Orton to get to his feet, and that was ten years ago. So dumb. So even dumb. when Ziggler cashed in, same thing. Yeah, I don't like. But when Edge cashed in on Cena that first time, that wasn't the case, right? That was the first time. Yeah, it it developed and evolved, and there's sort of sometimes to the point where like. I mean, people, you've seen people escape the cash-in, too, which also doesn't make sense. Like, oh, the ref never rang the bell, so I was able to get out of there. So um, dumb. Why would you ruin a great storytelling line like that? It's really not that great. Well, I think you're going to get the the crux of the story tonight on Raw. A lot of chirping is that MVP Miz conversation. People are speculating that it was that if Miz walked out champion, Lashley gets the first title shot. There's a lot of chirping that Miz isn't even going to make it to WrestleMania with the title. And it's looking like it might be Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. He's going to Mania as the champ because they're going to do a fucking unification title for title with Bad Bunny. It's going to be 24-7. What? Get the fuck out of here. Yes, no, they are, not. dude. No, Bad, Bunny, Bad Bunny was on SNL this past week from what I heard with that championship. How great would it be if he was on there with the fucking WWE championship? The people you still Tony, it's, not like, it's not like unifying like the Intercontinental and the European title. You, you're, not inter, you're not unifying the world championship in a joke title. That's defended on the Michael K show. You're not doing it. In fairness, they unified all the belts, including the hardcore belt. Yeah, Tony, the- you, they, inter- they, they did that when they got rid of the IC belt. Over- See, all right, so they went from hardcore and like European or hardcore and intercontinental. And then if you want to tell me that you can get away with unifying the intercontinental and the world title, I might be able to let that slide because that's your two top titles. So, but you're not you're not unifying the 24/7 championship and and the world championship. Not common. I, I first of all, I don't know which one of you two are dumber for this. First of all, Tony, you for even suggesting that this is going to ever happen in the history of wrestling, the Miz, the world champion, is going to wrestle Bad Bunny to unify the world championship and the Why 24. And then Kevin for arguing that it would ever happen. I'm not. I'm not arguing that it would ever happen. I'm arguing that it would never ever happen in a million years. Uh, right. Like Tony had like some inside source that this is a real no, but possibility. My, no, my bigger. My bigger argument was not. I wasn't expecting him to go the route of unification. So that just threw me for a loop. Okay. Which I'm one? going to get. There's no chance that Bad Bunny is fighting for the world title. Is what I'm saying. There's no How chance. How many people have fought for world titles that didn't deserve it? How many people have won world titles that fought for world titles? Uh, you're not. You can argue me, David Arquette, till you're blue in the face. That it's David Arquette. Vince McMahon uh, didn't do that. McMahon twice. Uh, Vince Russo. Vince McMahon was a top heel in the company. No, he not at that point. In '99, he beat Triple H. Triple H was the bad guy. Vince was trying to win his company back. He was wait, no, no. Vince won the world title from after winning the the. Uh, 
No, Rumble, Vince won the world no. title from Triple H on Raw, thanks to Steve Austin, or on some show, thanks to Steve Austin cheating for him. All right, he's still a top, still a top guy. He's, he wasn't face. the first time he wrestled. Well, pretty close to it. I mean, what did he have? Six matches under his belt? Did, Vin, did Vince ever really wrestle though? Yeah, Vince no, that's no. There, there's your storytelling device. Vince McMahon was your storytelling. Vince McMahon was your storytelling device. He wasn't an actual competitor. Neither's bad bunny. Tony, I'm gonna make you a. I'm gonna make you a friendly bet, Tony. Just a friendly, just a bet between Matt and Tony. Listen, the, I can't take your money, bro. It's I'm not, not money. There's no money involved. Just a friendly bet. February when when we're done with this show, and you go, you put your little old head on your little nasty greasy pillow to go to sleep you wake hey, up at whatever ungodly hour your old ass likes to wake up at so you have your coffee and eat your english muffin you're gonna see the miz is no longer the world champion why he lost tonight i think he loses the title tonight tonight really really yep, yep. wow okay to um, bobby to bobby lashley uh I don't think that's going to happen. I think Claymore costs fucking Bobby Lashley the match, and then we have a little Claymore fucking Lashley action. Yeah, Question. but you th- you don't think it would be more... Um, it, it would be a better story if it was over the title? What if it was Lashley, Miz, and Claymore? I don't want to... Th- I hate three-way dances, man. No, you do. Three-ways are fun, though. Uh, I don't know. All right, let me ask you this. Okay. Grand grand scheme of things, which title is is less significant? The hardcore title, the 24-7 title? They're the exact same title. So then what's the difference between merging the hardcore title with the, and the 24-7 title with the world title? Because they never merged the hardcore title with the world yes, title. They, they merged it with the they, intercontinental they, title, no, 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 and then the no, intercontinental the title was merged with the world title. The intercontinental title had the hardcore title merged into it. Oh, and shut up. merged into it. Not in the mood for this. Then leave. Bye. Maybe I will. You're gonna miss Tombstone Jesus. God, Tony in a, under a tombstone. Wow. Wow. You guys are gonna have to have some like count, couples counseling off uh, now, off air. Or I, my immediate thought was that they could do the hot shot title tonight with the Miz, or they're just really planning on strapping the Rockets, Damian Priest, and. Maybe making Damian Priest the world champ at some point soon. But I'm kind of leaning towards Matt Singh now. Prince of Pro suggested Damian Priest versus The Miz at Mania with Bad Bunny and John Morrison in the corners. Yeah, there you go. I can see that happening 100%. And then strapping the rock to Damian Priest and putting the belt on him. Now that makes sense. I like it. I like it a lot. Boy, what else? Are we missing anything else from this pay-per-view? No. We got it covered. I think that was only five matches. Yes. Well, six if you count the pre-show match, which I really didn't. No, we don't count that. It's on the pre-show. Did you did you hear? Did you see how he lost? By the way, how how John Morrison won? Did he use Starship Pain? Mustafa Ali interfered, or like his crew managed to save him from losing, or some shit. And while they were out there celebrating, Morrison fucking stole the pin. There you go. Retribution still thing. Retribution, yeah, Mustafa. Why do they? Mustafa. His name is Mustafa. They call him Mustafa now. Like who does? Probably to probably to ethnicize it a little more. Mustafa. I've I know a lot of people named Mustafa. I've never heard anybody correct me and say call me Mustafa. Well, I think you're I think you're accentuating it a little bit more than they. I I agree. I I know what you're saying, Tony, 100. percent But I think it may be more more to like to to ethnicize it and to put it a little more like different characterization on it like you know what i mean 
Like he's this like really legit like outsider type person. So they just give him a really accentuated name. Fair enough, but then his fucking compatriots are like T Bone and Ham Bone and whatever the fuck their names right, are. Well, Tony, that's a, that's a whole different conversation for another day. Freaking Ice Pop and fucking Padlock. Yeah, they're bad. How do you rate this thing? What are you giving this thing? I give it a thumbs up. I'd say like a B. I really didn't like the. I thought the Raw Chamber took a while to get going. I did think in the SmackDown Elimination Chamber at one point it looked like. Uh, a Ring of Honor show from 15 years ago when it was Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, and Kevin Owens. I thought that was really fucking cool. And I think for me, what put the uh, SmackDown one over the top was the little stories in between. Like when Sami Zayn gets in and he's telling Kevin Owens, they don't care about us, you and me, this and that. And Owens is like, all right. And then he fucking waffles them. Great shit. I think this was a waste of the Daniel Bryan thing. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's why I wasn't expecting him to win. I figured maybe just Kevin Owens, he gets one final shot and then blows it, and that's it for Kevin Owens. I thought that for this was this was the perfect opportunity, unless they really have like maybe other plans for him. But I picked Cesaro because it's the second show before Mania. No one really cares too much, and this is this might be like a, a backhanded insult towards Cesaro, but I don't really mean it that way. This is like the perfect time to showcase him, like have him go crazy, have him win. No chance against Roman Reigns, but have him put up a fight against him too, and just have him lose. You're not doing it. You clearly have no long-term plans for him. This is the perfect show to 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 do that with. And I just thought that they missed that opportunity and they kind of wasted it because Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns is like that has like potential like maybe post Mania like three or four month run to it. So I just felt like give it, giving it to us right then and there. And again, Daniel Bryan doesn't really lose a whole lot of steam because he just went through an elimination chamber match uh, and he was one of the first two guys. So he doesn't lose a whole lot, but I just thought this was a missed opportunity to, to, to showcase Cesaro a little bit more. No, you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Cesaro definitely came with his working boots on. He was all over the fucking place. dude. He, pa- he packs those boots everywhere he goes, man. He sleeps in those working boots, baby. Just, just unbelievable. The, the, the displays of strength when he started fucking, who was he throwing into the cage? Was it fucking, uh, was it Corbin that he was whipping back and forth? Fucking just, just good shit. And there was a lot of like, it was a, a huge swelling for him on social media, especially on Twitter. Like people were going bananas that they wanted Cesaro to win this thing. Yeah, like Mick Foley, I think tweeted something out about it. Bang, bang. I think a lot. Look, I think it's it's very similar to when he debuted on the main roster and he won the un he won the U.S. title. Yes, I want to say uh, people, one of them. The, maybe, I think maybe, the, was, maybe it was the hardcore title, Matt. No, I think it was his first major title victory, and people were, like, super excited about it because he's really fucking good. Yeah, so, the st- I, the st- I, if the I... textbook definition of start and stop. If I had lost that because Cesaro had won the match, I would have been okay with that. I think there's a... Here's a phrase I use on the Wednesday night show. I think there's a lot of layers to this story, though. If, like Daniel Bryan, he had his chance and he lost in four minutes, right? Let's say we just we don't even get that match at Fastlane. It's all building to Edge and Roman Reigns. Let's say Edge beats Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan says, give me a fair shot. Now you get Edge-Daniel Bryan match. I'm not against that. I'm not against it. A lot of spoons in the porridge. A lot of things. Look, I lo- the SmackDown side is beautiful. I don't know what the fuck goes on on Raw. 
I just don't trust their continuity at all. So like when when you look at each one of these network shows, okay, I'm not even calling them pay-per-views anymore because when Raw is longer than a pay-per-view, it's not a pay-per-view. It's just not. Sorry, it pisses me off. I, I understand Tony's point. Beautiful. It only takes up two hours of my sure. time. In and out. Great. But when it, when your televised, your weekly televised show is longer than your pay-per-view, you're not giving me a pay-per-view. So this is why I kind of expect every, every now and then for them to throw something a little different our way, which is why I was hoping. And, and like at the end of the day, Matt, like tonight, if if the Miz does, if the Miz loses his championship tonight, does last night even matter worth a shit at all? No, it, it really doesn't. If you're immediately putting your, it might give you a good TV show, which is fine. But if you're immediately switching your your direction after a pay per view. The next night, does the does, does the, the tree even make a sound if it falls in the porridge or whatever you want to fucking say? Fair enough. Yeah. And I, th- I think the term pay-per-view, I think we can throw that out the window because I don't think people are buying. Yeah. I think they're just super super shows, special shows. Yeah, network specials. Network specials. Kevin, fun fact about your boy, The Miz. He's the, oh, yeah. He's the first. Did he tweet me yet? Did he tweet me? Thank you. I don't know. I haven't seen that. He's the first two-time no. WWE Grand uh, Slam champion. Oh, of course. He's the modern world champion, the IC champion, the U.S. champion, and the modern tag team champions. I keep I keep his stat stat sheet under my my pillow at night. Nice. I really. How do you? What do you do with all the major brother stuff? Oh, that's at the foot of the bed. Oh, you don't worry about kicking it off. No, no, no. They can handle it. That's where Nelly sleeps. It makes my nights very aggravating. Nelly. She sleeps at my feet, and she's a little portly. And I know that old th- that whole idea, like if a cat falls, it's going to land on his feet. But I don't know, man. I don't trust her. Well, not if you kick her. No, I wouldn't. I mean, I do sleep like a maniac. I toss and turn a lot. I have some sleeping issues. Uh, it's been much better since I got a purple mattress. But I still toss and turn, and I don't want to like accidentally kick her off. So I'm very aware of when she is by my feet. So I sometimes will like half wake up and shimmy to turn over yeah. so I don't knock her off the bed. Fuck it's got to be rough. Nothing would make me happier than to hear a thump in the middle of the night. I'd be like, hi, you fucking idiot. Get off the bed. Oh, that's not nice. You leave Nelly alone. Tony, what are you doing in Matt's bedroom at night where you would hear this thump? I'm trying to make sure his cat doesn't fall off the bed. Yeah, <laughs> you and that fucking hand job, Francis Wright, hanging out in my attic. I hope you both get Shh. fucking carbon monoxide poisoning and die. It's asbestos. Fucking dickheads. <laughs> that's uh, the we- cat guardian. We learned. Tony's a cat guardian. We learned during the pay per view or the show. What I don't. I don't even know why. Right, I said yeah. call, call. You can, we can call it the pay per view. Right. I don't care. That um, the first pay per view of the Peacock era will be Fastlane. Peacock. Peacock. On March twenty first. So I think March eighteenth is the end date for the network. I think so. Which is great. Three weeks until I don't have to pay for this shit anymore. Huzzah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what are you paying for? You don't pay for the You pay so you can watch Bruno fucking hug somebody for 45 minutes, and then you go in your bathroom and you, you get yourself excited. Matt, I would be thrilled if I didn't have to pay for Bruno San Martino to, to bear hug someone anymore. Look, different strokes for different folks, man. You're probably the only one that's searching for Zack Ryder matches. <laughs> no, I'm sure Zack is too. You think so? Yeah. Freaking hey. Hardy Boys symbol. That is the Hardy Boys. Dun, 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 dun. My wife is rewatching Ink Masters. Don't ask oh, me no, why. It is. It's a tattoo show. 
should have guessed that. But every time, and every time they go in the house to get somebody for the elimination, the fucking the, Hardy Boys theme song plays. Because it's like it was on Spike, uh, but it's like domain music, isn't it? Yeah, like hard. You can hear hardcore Holly's music play on like every commercial, like ever. Oh, I just get a kick out of it. She was watching it last yeah. night, and I was up here packing t-shirts and shit. I went yeah. downstairs and sat down. I was like, "It's the Hardy Boys theme song." There's like a commercial for HelloFresh, and right before the, it starts, it's like, how do you like me now? How do you like me now? Whole thing sucked. So that's Elimination Chamber. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I didn't enjoy the Raw, Raw side. I do have to go back and watch the women's tag match. And no, I don't. What about the triple threat? Should I check out the triple threat? Yeah, for shits and giggles. I think it's only like 10 minutes long. It's inoffensive. I wouldn't waste your time on the women's tag match, though. The base holes? Oh, Bianca Belair smacked her on the ass, and she's like, did she just do that? No, she didn't. No, she didn't. And Bianca gets up on the ropes, and she starts smacking her ass at her. It's a whole lot of ass smacking in the match. So if ass smacking's your thing, you should check it out. All right. I'm not going to. Ass smacking is my thing. Not so going I might to have the... to go back and watch that. Not going to the WWE Network for my ass smacking. It's a very good point, Matt. Just going to put that out there. Very good. Point. Zone. I do. Yes. Uh, the idea of uh, Shayna and Nia against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, I, I'm all in on this Raquel Gonzalez chick. I can dig that. All I watched NXT because Thursday was a snow day for me. So I usually don't get to, if I get to NXT, I won't get to it till the weekend. So I found out a couple things. Hulu only plays a one hour replay replay of NXT. (laughs) A Rhea Ripley? A Rhea Ripley. (laughs) Beat me to it, you fuck. (laughs) Uh, They only play a one hour replay because um, that's that's what they're contracted for. And they don't, they, Hulu does not have the power to cut certain things. So WWE cuts and cuts whatever out. And uh, that's why it's, dropped down to an hour but i did watch the hour um because i think they cut out like a shane strickland match wait so you don't have the network at all i do but thursday afternoon the latest episode of the nxt uh wednesday night show was not available oh i'd wait it out i think it's available on friday oh well i was just i was catching up on wrestling so i wasn't gonna wait because i had to work friday fair enough and i was home so i said i'll watch the nxt uh the kyle o'reilly shit I fucking was just giggling hysterically at fucking wrestling fans. Uh, I thought it was real. Of course you do. You're a fucking Mark. You're all a bunch of Marks. Everyone listening to this podcast, you Marks. Oh, Don't God. believe everything you read on the internet, you God, fucking what, what nerds. Are you, freaking Meltzer? What are you, Meltzer over no. here calling us Marks? Who do you think you are? I just said I'm a Mark. All right. I just don't believe everything I read on the fucking Twitter. Well, what did you read on the Twitter? Kyle O'Reilly had a seizure. Kyle O'Reilly had a seizure. Seizure, seizure. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to wait and see what happened here. Isn't Kyle O'Reilly also diabetic and have breathing problems? Correct, sir. Yeah. So that's not a stretch to think that maybe he had a serious incident. I just don't under, if it's not, if it's not real, what, like, I didn't watch... I didn't see the entire fallout from it. Like, on, I don't know if they talked about it on like the bump or whatever those fucking stupid shows are. They do. So if there if there's no follow up on it at all, then why do it? Like, what's the point of doing it? 
It's not on TV. It's after TV. Right. Well, because they have all these social media platforms where they put bonus content up. Now, if this made it, if they filmed this to have it be a bonus content and then all this shit happened and they and then Kyle O'Reilly had to come out and say, like, I'm fine. It's nothing serious. Um, And then they decided not to play it. That's in in their camp. But uh, like, it's one thing, like, remember, like, the Owen Hart, Shawn Michaels thing? Where, like, Shawn oh, Michaels just, like, collapsed in the ring? Yes, I do. Sh- huh? Yes, I do. That was, like, part of the show. That was, yes. there was a reason for that. This I don't get. Well, around that same time as the Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart thing, do you remember when uh, one two three kid fucking ate it hard in the ring and he started convulsing and they went to commercial? No, no. Oh, you guys don't remember that? He started twitching, convulsing, and like they were t- like Vince just started like uh, something's uh, going on, and then he just cut to commercial. When they came back, didn't mention a thing about it. But yeah, Sean Waltman started fucking twitching out in the ring. Uh, uh, it, you guys don't remember this? This was on a Monday Night Raw. I'm gonna. Well, they, they probably had the luxury where they could stop tape. This probably wasn't a live Raw, was it? Mm, no, the one, the one with uh, Sean Waltman, I believe it was. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he had taken that uh, brain buster on the steps and he was just selling to sell the severity of the injury um, because they're still playing up that the Undisputed Era has exploded. Yeah. I mean, a brain buster on the steps should be enough to cause serious injury. To throw the seizure aspect into it just seems a bit... Apparently, he was just twitching, like overselling. He wasn't yeah. like pretending to have a seizure. Oh, and then did people just run away with it and like yeah, say so, that they like, had? They oh. let like a handful of fans into the tapings down there. Okay, so okay, so the WWE never specifically said that no. Kyle O'Reilly suffered a seizure. Some fucking you know wrestling fan four six five who has twelve followers was like, oh my god, Kyle O'Reilly had a seizure, and those twelve followers fucking retweeted it, and then nobody you know looks to a reputable. Uh, source for information, okay. and they just go, best oh, is Kyle O'Reilly. I would have to change my Twitter handle now, Matt. Thanks. Don't, sorry, Wrestling Babe 4252. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> between Between that and the... F- Dude, people take wrestling way too seriously. The anger about The Miz cashing in last night is hysterical. Did you... To, uh, to double back real quick on the Kyle O'Reilly thing, did you... Were you angry... When that guy from uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet kind of said it's all part of the story, and then people got upset at him for for exposing the story, uh, I guess to yeah. telling us that he really wasn't in any danger, and it was just a <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Uh, you can't win, man. Clearly, I thought the the tag match was great, and I thought the the stuff with Adam Cole and Kyler Riley is going to be awesome. And I haven't watched NXT in a long time. I watched takeover last week uh, and then the show. And you can see Kyle O'Reilly breaking apart from the undisputed era. He has just such a a different look. And Kev, me and you were at that final battle where he won the ROH title from Adam Cole. That's right. I remember it very fondly. I think that was the one time we got really drunk. And then maybe we saw Dave LaGreca and Carrie Silken. I don't remember that. I don't remember it. (laughs) We were at a couple final battles where we saw the world title change hands. We I remember it. the Dalton Castle one. Yeah. I don't remember Kyle O'Reilly beating Adam Cole at all. He did. He did, my friend. We were there for that. I remember seeing Carrie Silken, though, because we took a picture with him. We did. We did. Carrie Silken. Fantastic man. Tony, did you find what you were looking for? 
No, it's really hard to find one, two, three kid in seizures when all I'm getting is videos of children having seizures. It's not very promising. So I'm going to have to. Yeah. Did you try Sean Waltman? Nope. Didn't work. Lightning Sean kid. Waltman, Sean Waltman injury seizures is coming up when he ripped his anus open. It's going to take a little, deep, a little deeper of a dig. Yeah. So yeah. he originated the my hole, I guess. My hole. My, my big ripped stretched hole, I guess. Yikes. Wolf. Get at yeah. it. All right. Did you guys uh, get to see any of this AEW Women's Eliminator stuff on YouTube? Nothing on YouTube, just the highlights that they showed on AEW. Okay. I want your thoughts. Like, I, I heard what you said Mon- uh, Wednesday on the show, on the uh, Dynamite show. But please, if you can, in a nutshell, what was your takeaway from it? <sighs> Man, it's uh, I, I kind of had the same feeling that when I watched it Tuesday night. Uh, I got the same feeling Tuesday night as this afternoon when I finished watching that pro wrestling Noah show. I have no fucking idea what's going on. I don't know any of these characters. They took, you know, granted the pro wrestling Noah did have English commentary, but uh, it sounded like some Australian dude and some other dude I couldn't understand. They didn't really tell the story well. Um, I, I think they could have done a better job of introducing us to each participant. Uh, Excalibur sounded like the micro machine guy who was just throwing fucking statistics out, and I didn't know what any of them meant. I don't know what the Ice Ribbon Championship is. Is oh. it the equivalent of the twenty four seven championship, or is it the the highest title in said promotion? Um, I didn't mind the first match. I don't like Emi Sakura. Um, Aja Khan is great. I laughed when she. Not like, not like the match was great. Hold on, Tony. Not like the match was great. Hmm. She's great. Like her legacy is great. Her like having trouble getting in the ring was like, oh, this, this is not going to be good. And then she kicked that girl really hard in the stomach, and I just could not stop laughing. What are the odds we get a Nia Jax, uh, Aja Kong match soon? That's t- that would be that would be the I'd finals of the tournament, and that would be. You might as well just fucking throw the AEW women's title in the garbage. You might call Medusa up and just have her throw it in the ocean. I would if I wish they brought back if they brought back Raw Underground for one thing, it would be for me to watch Aja Kong and Nia Jax fight in a pit. It would not be good. Ah, pit fighting with Aja Kong for the Ice Ribbon Tokyo Championship. Here's what I don't understand. All right. All this jet the Japanese side is all taped. So why wouldn't you just Make it, make it good. <laughs> like if there's a blown spot, you can just, oh, Matt. <laughs> you can just do it again, right? I don't know. Maybe they, maybe time. Maybe just because it's tape, maybe time isn't a luxury. I, I'm just guessing because maybe that wherever they tape that silly, that basement warehouse building, they only have it for so long. I don't know. So, uh, so I don't. I, I'll watch again tonight. This is happening now on some platform. That's another AEW's. Like, you if you really want to throw up the I don't give a fuck about the women's division flag. Um, the Japanese side last week was on YouTube. Thunder Rosa Ice Ribbon. Thunder Rosa versus Legit Layla was two weeks ago on Dynamite. Serena Debrio was this week, uh, or last week. Excuse me. I thought you um, said Serena Debrio. Like it's a different person. Uh, Thunder Rosa Rio quarterfinal is going to be free on the Bleacher Report app 
on Sunday. In other words, we don't give a fuck if you can't find this match because we don't give a fuck about it either. Uh, Taya and Nyla yeah. plus Britt Baker and Anna Jay are going to air on Dynamite. Oh, f- well, Anna Jay, not so much. Right? right. Well, that's changed now. They're putting in a uh, fuck. What's her name? Mock Ice Ribbon. Something. So she's uh, she's Thunder Rose's pupil. She's like, what the fuck's her name? Holodead? No. <laughs> no, I forget what her name is. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't Holodead a thing? She's a real person. Yeah, Holodead's a thing. What uh, she Maddie Renkowski. Ooh. Nice Polish girl. Uh, what else? All the all the other Japanese, the two Japanese matches, Sakazaki and Sakura, uh, and Mizunami and Kong mm-hmm. is happening now on on YouTube. Oh, we should have live streamed that. If we didn't have Tombstone Jesus on tonight, I would have suggested that. That would be interesting. Uh, it's just like it's all over the fucking place, man. I I don't I don't really I don't necessarily like blame them for that. I, I, there's got to be some sort of weird algorithm where they get views and hits that can bolster their their social media presence or their online presence. Where like if you watch it, fine, but it won't hurt us if you don't. Or some weird convoluted function like that where like hey we have hey so and so many people checked us out on bleacher report we well, were the highest rated thing on bleacher report that week or some bullshit like that tony khan took the twitter after this announcement and it looked like he was trying to to do that he says with bleacher reports 9.4 million twitters and 14.8 million instagram followers it's a huge opportunity to introduce AEW and our great wrestlers to new fans by streaming such a high stake bout between two of the best as part of a free sunday special that is what you call spinning something to a positive light. And that's called being great at PR. That's that one of those things. Like, are you trying to convince uh, the fans or yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Cause look, look, honestly, I don't ever go on. I have the bleacher report live app. Cause that's what the AEW pay-per-views are on. I don't ever go on the app unless I'm going to watch AEW. I know they do like soccer and shits on there. I, I, I guess. I, that's funny, man. I actually have Bleacher Report open right now just for the results for the shows. Because <laughs> they have, like, the results and analysis right. and stuff. They but do that, a pretty good job. No, the website's great, but BR Live is a separate. Right. And that's the app I have on my phone. So it's like. I, I remember I kept trying to find the last, what was it, the last pay-per-view. I kept trying to watch on Fight, and I couldn't find it because it was on Bleacher <laughs> Report. <laughs> It's like, where's this pay-per-view? What are they doing here? Why isn't it available right now? It's midnight. Because you're on the run. It's not on Disney Plus, Kevin. That's why. And, and we talked about it Wednesday night. Like, there was a, a bunch of just useless segments on Dynamite where you could have put a women's match in there. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a throwaway Orange Cassidy match. There you was mean a second women's match. They had a women's match. Yeah, you could have put a second one on there. Yeah. Instead of Like maybe- Thunder Rosa, maybe? Well, Thunder Rose is in the next round. She was she's facing the winner of Rio and Serena Deeb. Tony, how do you feel about Serena Deeb defending a title of a company that nobody gives a shit about anymore? Can I can I go back to my thoughts on Japan? Please? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I kind of took over that conversation. I'm sorry. A little, little bit, but that's okay. 
I thought exactly the opposite of everything you thought, and I fucking hated the show. I thought the Sakazaki match, the opening match, was complete dog shit. Oh. They don't know how to put holds on. They don't know how to do moves. They're fucking just, like, the work was just absolute nonsense. Aja Kong either is the smartest or the dumbest fucking person in this tournament. She's either really smart because she's playing a role where she doesn't give a fuck and another championship would mean nothing to her, or she's just fucking that beat up and just laughed at everything and couldn't care less. And I felt bad for her opponent because she showed some signs where she looked like she could really work, but she had to fucking lay down for this slob. Um, Emmy Sakura with her match with Venny was fucking unreal. Emmy had her fucking boots on for this thing, dude. I don't know what you were watching. That was the Emmy I wish we had in AEW for the past year and a half, to be now, honest with you. Let me go back. Go ahead. Let me go back. I didn't hate the match. I just hate Emmy Sakura. I really liked Venny. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just the, want to clear oh, that all up. right. Look, Venny, we get the story. I understand. I actually had to dig to find out what the thing was because when you're calling a single person they, sorry, you fucking lost me. Because now all I'm thinking is you're talking about both people in the ring instead of just one. If you have to fucking use a weird pronoun, just call her or him or whatever by his name. What's the problem? Wait, what? Just, call, just say Venny. Venny's like a guy that became a woman. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't realize that fucking what's-his-name Excalibur kept calling him they or her they? No, I didn't. You didn't? What? I was losing my fucking mind. His commentary was bad enough as it was, and then he's fucking using a, a, a pronoun that, that talks about two or more people. I uh, I thought the referee was a man, but Scotch. Freddy! No, Tommy Freddy was a man. Freddie's a woman. Tommy, Tommy Tommy's a man. Tommy is a woman. Yes. Tommy was the drizzling dog shits of a referee. Holy. It, you know what? This is perfect. Aja Kong, the way she was in her match was the way 80% of the show was. Nobody gave a fuck about it. What did they do? Oh, we'll put up a big AEW banner and everybody will think it's AEW and everybody will think it's wonderful. Look, I like Maki Ito. This shit is not working in the AEW tournament. There was way too much stopping in that match, telling stories. And if you're trying to say, like, we're bringing in the best for the AEW women's division, this was a fucking fail. This was an epic fail. Like I said, that third match, I was okay with. The fucking first match and final match, shit. That match with Emmy, she had her fucking boots on. That Venny is talented, but Excalibur was just fucking incorrigible on this thing. And I don't want to hate it, but I don't understand what AEW is doing. It can't be that hard to figure shit out for the women. Look, you said Anna J gets replaced. Aren't there like 10 other women on the AEW roster that could have taken that place instead of somebody that Thunder Rose is training, which I'm sure she's fine, but you got a fucking gaggle of women sitting around doing nothing. You can't plug one of them into the women's Who tournament. Who do you want to plug in? What about Penelope Ford? Is she, is she pregnant? Can she not work? Where's I don't know what, what about fucking Reba? Why yeah, can't we throw any of these people in? What if, What's Big Swole, what's the point of putting her in 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 a match where she's probably going to lose. Who gives a shit? Fucking Serena Deeb lost, and she's like the star of the division. Come on, dude. You're laughing, but you know it's the case. You know it's the case. This is fucking bad. You, you would think, like, they can't fuck this up any more than they have. Let's fucking go to Bleacher Report. 
fuck this, dude. And I don't want to hate the women's division. I'm tired of hating on AEW every week. Look, look at me in the eyes if you're watching on Facebook. I'm really tired of hating on AEW. I want them to succeed. I want this women's division to be what it can be. But fucking jumping Jehoshaphats, this was fucking awful. Well, they didn't do us any favors Wednesday night. Because it was not a very good show. I enjoyed the match between Serena and Rio. Yes, Rio looked great. Both girls look great. It was probably Rio's best showing. And Rio should have fucking lost. Sorry, she should have lost. Don't give a fuck about Rio. Don't care about her. You've got huge stars coming up in that division, and you're going to fucking push Rio back to the moon? For what? Yeah, well, Tony, I'm not going to. I will text you on the side. No, don't. Please don't spoil anything for me. Don't okay. spoil. I want to get angry for getting angry. I don't want to get angry now. Oh, trust me. You're going to get real angry. Uh, um, what what do you think of Dynamite Wednesday night? Because it wasn't their best show. It was really not a great show. Apparently, we have a lot of people that think I'm crazy that, that to say that John Moxley didn't look like he's been in the best shape. You're so, you picked the weirdest shit. Sorry. I meant to mention this two weeks ago. He came out. He was pale. He was hairy. He looked sickly. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with him? It's the he fucking winter. A month ago. It's the winter. It's a pandemic. And he's got a pregnant wife at home. What do you want him to do? Then fucking get in some reps, dude. If she's knocked up, you know, you, you got to fucking ride the speed bump every day. He looks this exactly the same to me. I don't think so. See, this is my keen eye. You don't think that he looks the same to me. When I see him on TV, I go, that's John Moxley. Well, of course you say it's John Moxley, but I always wind up saying, oh, what happened to John Moxley? Yeah, well, you do the same thing about fucking Jericho, too. You go, Jericho's a fucking slob. Look at fat Jericho. When it comes out that Jericho's got some sort of fucking drinking problem, then you fucking call me. I'm telling you, Jericho's in bad shape, dude. And I'm not the only one that says it. I'm not oh dirt sheet God. Tony coming up with this. It sounds like this it. Something no, this is fucking Facebook now. group, Tony. You're going in all those Facebook groups <laughs> to get all fucking angry about something. With all your Jim Cornette disciples, you fucking shit. Listen, and I've shit on Cornette plenty of times. I'm not like Tony the Jim Cornette lover over here. Although I might be a golden lover for Kota Ibushi. Definitely not a a Jim Cornette lover. But look, I can't fault the guy if he makes some good points. But yes, he also makes some very awful, shitty fucking dog shit points. Why did I say shit twice? I don't know. Did Kevin quit the show? Like, No, he'll be back. He'll be back. Kevin will be back. Okay. He had to go take care of of his pops. Okay, I, I didn't know if I missed something or if he was just annoyed. Like, no, no, you're good. You're good. He sent us text messages. You're good. Okay. Uh, a lot of the stuff they did Wednesday night, the Adam Page, Matt Hardy stuff was kind of weird. I don't like, uh, I know it's. I signed the paper. Oh, well, I'm going to do this. Okay, I'm going to agree to it. Oh, look, my boy's in the mascot thing. Hey, how about $3,700 to beat him up? the fuck are they doing with matt hardy dude what are they doing with him i'm gonna wrestle you for three months salary what do we fucking buy an engagement rings now i hate steven singer you need the fucking money matt really it's a it's a rough look everything can't be wrestle 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 there has to be some kind of entertainment comedy but yeah i don't i don't i don't like this very much at all and i know you didn't like you don't like th2 nope Nope, and I didn't. I also didn't like seeing them on fucking uh, being the elite this week either. I didn't see being the elite yet. Don't. It's a very short episode this week. Uh, the only real good stuff that I enjoyed was the stuff with the Dark Order. Very funny stuff. A little over the top, like it was almost like uncomfortable, but it wound up coming off like very funny and pretty entertaining. So, 
there's that. Uh, what I did not find funny nor entertaining was Sid, the st- Sid, Jesus Sid? Christ, Sting, Sting taking oh, fucking. a fucking. Rumor is that he was wearing like some heavy duty protective gear underneath his outfit. All right. My question is, why? Why have we done this for fucking seventeen weeks, and now he takes a power bomb? Why? I don't Why know. would he put down the baseball bat when he's got nobody protected him and it's three on one? Why does Brian Cage have to put out a fucking cigarette on everybody he power bombs? You're trying to destroy Sting. Just fucking power bomb him and get it over with if you're going to fucking do it. You know what his shirt stands for? Get my shit in. Yeah. <laughs> they should have a shirt that says WMAF. Wipe my ass, fucko. <laughs> That's the new Shining Wizard's Tony shirt. Wipe my ass. I had to think about that. And that could, that actually stands for white male, Asian female on the fucking 4chan, in case you didn't know. You're such a ghoul. <laughs> well, this Orange Cassidy match, this fucking Darby, this Taz bullshit, and Sting, and even the Eddie Kingston promo. You could have taken all that and put in a fucking women's match for this tournament that I'm supposed to think is a big fucking deal, but you're putting it on goddamn Neptune, and I don't know how to get the fucking reception to watch the goddamn thing. It's really stupid. I don't. It's like they're purposely trying to bury the women's division by doing this nonsense. How did you feel about Jim Ross calling Kenny Omega the WWE champion? He's, he's a fucking idiot. It goes back... All right, all right, look, I watched the uh, Proud and Powerful Young Bucks match. I thought the match was fine. There were a couple of spots here and there. It was kind of like, okay, but once they got rolling, everything seemed like to be moving along and everything was, everything was fine with that. But when the fucking, when the announcers are going, oh, these, these four guys can go and they're so impressive. That's not the story you're trying to tell. They're having an athletic competition. They're not trying to impress you. Why not just say, look at these guys. They're a great team. They're smooth. They tried pulling a fast one. It didn't work. Fucking call it for what it is. Stop giving me inside information. Just call the fucking match. Just call the match. And the fucking inner circle, 17 guys got to come out with these two. I'm, I'm done with it, dude. I'm done with the inner circle shit. I'm done with the fucking six mans. Fucking Eddie Kingston, I agree. He deserves better. Butcher and Blade in these six-man matches, I'm, I'm fucking done with them, dude. I'm just done with them. How did you feel about the baby announcement? Oh, I cannot wait. I hope Cody gets fucking triple shoulder surgery and he heals within three days because I cannot wait for this fucking match in two weeks with Jade Cargill and fucking Ember Moon or whoever the fuck uh, Cody's partner is. What's it? Red Velvet. That was it. Sorry. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. The fucking why? Why the baby announcement? Why? Why Kenny? Why is Kenny Omega in a school reading the Young Bucks book? Like, what was the what was the impetus behind this? Like, is is Kenny like want to be a school teacher now? Like, I didn't get it. It was some of it was funny. I'll give him credit. When the kid goes, are they in love or whatever he said? He goes, well, I don't know. What do you think? Look at this picture. All right, I was fucking laughing at that. The shit with Michael Nakazawa where they beat him up at the end, funny. But why are we here? What was the point of this? Was this supposed to be like for goodwill because he was the champ? Like, he's I the champ, yeah. Is that what it was? I think it was supposed to be like tongue-in-cheek goofiness. I mean, look, I laughed. 
Did was you cry? it the greatest? No. Could we have gotten a women's match in there? Sure. I don't have to go to Bleacher. They should have put that on Bleacher Report. Go watch <laughs> Kenny fucking teach school kids on fucking Bleacher Report live. Why not? Um, I like the FTR versus the Seidel's match. I don't know. Where, if did, where did this other Seidel brother come from? He's been Do around. Apparently, he's been worked at Dragon Gate Japan. He's been around. Dragon Gate Japan. Dragon where Gate. Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate. Uh, but my problem was the end of the match when these two guys are fumbling for this fucking bag with the scissors in it. Just fucking gimmick the goddamn bag. Yeah. <sighs> it was annoying. No, there, were, there were a lot of spots in that match, too, where they were on top of each other. And there was one spot, too, going back in the uh, tag title match where Nick was being pinned and Matt had to dive over the referee. Is that the referee everybody complains about, by the way? Rick Knox? Yes. Yes. That guy is out of position all the fucking time. Like, I know the referee's not supposed to be in the way, but there's times where you got to be on top of that shit. Like, he's counting pinfalls, like, looking at people's assholes. It's like... Come on, dude, spin around, get in the fucking position, move a little bit. You never seen fucking Earl Hebner dragging ass as old and as out of shape as he got. You know what I'm saying? As much as I hate the one, two, oops, at least he fucking moved and got in position. The, uh, Cody's announced on commentary that there's going to be a uh, ladder match at the pay-per-view. Uh, yes. Six-way so- ladder match to determine the next NXT NXT TNT championship challenge. I think he's in a Jim Ross. <laughs> so uh, Cody, Scorpio Sky, and Penta El Sierro Meda are the announced uh, participants so far. Lance Archer and Phoenix are going to have a one-on-one match this Wednesday night. Winner gets in. Hey, can I ask you this? You can why ask me whatever Pe- you want. Why does buddy? Penta automatically get a spot, but his brother Phoenix wrestles in main events every week, and he's got to earn his way in with a match against Lance Archer? What? Why? Why, Why doesn't Penta have to wrestle to get in? Let him wrestle Lance Archer. Penta's been hurt. You don't need him coming back and having. Then Lance why does Archer he get kill? a fucking automatic buy into this thing? Why does Cody get a buy into this thing for that matter? I mean, you know why Cody, Cody should gets have to a beat buy-in. Shaq to get into this thing. Ooh, that he should have to do. And if he loses, Jade Cargill gets his spot. Whoa, intergender. Going inter- intergender already. You know what? She's the fucking best thing on that show, dude. She is. She's wow. gonna be a fucking star. Really? She's gonna be a star. I don't know who's in charge of NXT, <laughs> but they gotta sign her soon. I'm telling uh, you. Um, this week, Hangman Page takes on Cassidy. There's a women's match. Team Taz takes on the Varsity Blondes. Jake Hager, Brandon Cutler. Two weeks is your Cody Shack match. Also, Tully Blanchard's gonna wrestle. He's not really gonna wrestle. He's teaming if with I, FTR to wrestle the Jurassic Express, I, and he's I gonna understand. he's gonna beat the ever living dog shit out of Marco Stunt. That's what he's there for. Exactly. I'm so done with Marco Stunt too, dude. I'm sorry. I'm done with him. I know people love him, but he's like Orange Cassidy. Go away to me. Like I'm. I just. I'm done with him. Fucking done with him. But I I'm think done the, with him. I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm surprised you. he can run as fast as he does with the set of balls he's carrying on him. Seriously. Little fucker. Look, go back to singing. You know what you do? Do fucking Marco uh, Marco Idol in the back and have people sing with you. That's what I would do if I was him. Oh, by the way, on uh, Being the Elite this week, um, they rewarded Brandon Cutler uh, for helping them with a match against Jack Swagger. Yes, Jack Swagger. 
I, I mean, don't know. There's radio silence now. I mean, he was or is or. Yep. 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 Um, <laughs> but I think the biggest news, Tony, to take away from AEW Dynamite. Oh, wait, wait. Luchasaurus got a new mask. Yes. They cut his horns off. How dare they? I know. Fuck them. Uh, I mean, fuck them. He got a new mask. So at Revolution. Kenny uh-huh. Omega is going to defend his AEW championship against John Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, my uh, co-hosts on Wednesday night, I don't think we're too familiar with what a barbed wire exploding death oh, match is. Familiar. And I don't think I, I did him any justice trying to explain it to them. Uh, now, Tony, you and me are uh, in, in the same age bracket. You're about 20 years older than me, but uh, we both many times watched many of those tapes from Japan. Um, you know, the alligator death matches, the cactus death matches, piranhas, the piranhas. saunas. Yes. The sauna bathhouse. Yeah. Uh, but the exploding barbed wire death match is like no other. Lama Namanumi and deadly Fred and cactus sack and drunk Terry flunk. And now I still got a couple questions. Is this a oh. no roped barbed wire exploding death match? Or is it just an exploding barbed wire death match? Were you with me? When we went to ECW in Asbury Park for the exploding barbed wire death match? No, I wasn't. I did. I went to the pay-per-view in Asbury. I didn't go to that show. Okay. Yeah, that was a comp- that that is the definition of a fart in church. It was just uh, barbed wire on the plywood, and when you slam somebody on it, it was there was supposed to be an explosion. There was no explosion. This is all right. Let me. I'm asking a serious question. Yeah. The. How many matches have Moxley and Omega had against each other? Two now, right? Yeah, they had the lights out one a couple one of the first pay per views. Um what's yeah. the what's the no full gear? Last year, not twenty twenty, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And then they had the one for the title where Moxley lost. And that was a gimmick match too, or no? No. That was just a that was the the Don Callis when Don Callis took him and they went to Impact. That was on Dynamite. Right. Can I just ask why? Why what? I, I, I get the promo. And can Kenny slow down a little bit when he's given a promo? Can he be serious instead of just like, oh, you know, I have to kill you. You know what I'm going to do to kill you? I'm going to put you in an exploding match, exploding barbed wire. Just fucking be tough. Be tough guy, Kenny, please, for one second. But that's not what he has to be during the promo because John Moxley is being held down by two men. I don't know. Was he trying out for 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 a play or something? Like I didn't get it, dude. And why? Why? Why are we ramping it all the way up to an exploding barbed wire death match? And why are we doing this in the first place? Why? Why not? All right, fine. Then why isn't every match an exploding barbed wire death? Look, match? this is not something we've ever seen in America. Do we need? Let me ask you. In twenty twenty one, on a, for a major fucking wrestling company, do we need to see this? Do we need to see this? No. Does this feud need this match? Uh, This specific match, no, but they do need a blow-off match, and they need to find a way to write Moxley off TV because I'm guessing after this he won't be around. Well, he's in terrible shape to begin with, so it's not like you know he's going to be sticking around much longer. Wow, still with the body shaming. Unbelievable, this guy. Just saying. Look. So you're you're not excited about this? I'm really not. Really, I'm, I cannot no. wait to see. This. It's either going to be really good or really fucking bad. 
That's the only thing that may make this interesting, that it's going to be really bad. But do you want this to be really bad for your for your world title match? But that's the thing, Tony. You can't really make one of these a good match because the whole match is built around the explosions. And depending on the way it's set up, if it's you go into the ropes and there's an explosion, there's going to be a lot of that weird. It'll be like the Kane Undertaker Inferno match where you're trying to stick people's heads in the fire. There's, I think you're painting yourself into a corner, but I have to find. I'm not the one in a friggin' barbed wire exploding death match. No, I didn't mean you. I meant AEW. But I have to, I have to see. Is it a no rope barbed wire match? Where are the explosions coming from? Is it an explosion when somebody hits a turnbuckle? Is it an explosion when somebody hits the the barbed wire, the ropes? Like what is? Is it one giant explosion? Is it like a Hayabusa Onita match where there's a fucking countdown clock and it's in a steel cage? I, I got it. This is what's going to happen. They're going to have the entire AEW's women division at ringside, and that's going to be the fucking explosion. <laughs> they already fucking blew it up. They might as well just fucking throw the dirt on it at this point. I uh, don't know. Dude. Look, wait. I'll wait and see. I'll, I'll hold judgment, but I don't think this is a good idea. This has bad idea written all over it. The, uh, I love it. I can't wait. This is so exciting. You 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 might be right though. This might be so bad. It's good. Look, because look, I think the last, I think Casey Catal was in one recently in CZW. Really? I think so. In the last year or two. Why? I think it was like a big blow off match. Why? And look, I know she lives for this shit, but why? I don't know if she she does not live for death matches. Then why did she do them? I think it was a blow off to the feud. Like it was the one time she did a death match. Can we get her signed to AEW? Can we get her away from the death matches? We could try. We could start a hat. Yeah, hit up hit up the young bucks. I'm sure they'll fucking listen. Okay. I'll do my best. I'll put it on my list. Tell, of- listen, send Kenny Omega a message. And if you want, I'll co-sign it with you. Tell him instead of putting in these fucking these fucking cosplayers that he's got in Japan, sign a real woman like Casey Catal. All right. That's what that division needs. I'll do that. She won't be afraid to cut a bitch either. Right? Sometimes you gotta cut a bitch. I'm excited. I can't wait for I just look, there's there's cactus Terry Funk. There's Funk Onita. There's Onita Pogo. There's Hayabusha uh Onita. There's so many bar- Mr. Genesaki. Yeah, but I feel like that time is past. Don't ha- you? Yeah, but everything's cyclical. Bring it around. Come on. Come on, let's bring it back. WWE has a fucking exploding barbed wire pay-per-view next July or something like that. I'm blaming you for this. I mean, at least they'll have a gimmick match for Great Balls of Fire. (laughs) Good point. Why are you you blaming me for this? I don't write for fucking AEW. I work at the pizza place. Yeah, but I, you're like, this is cyclical. Maybe maybe they're listening to you. I don't know. Who? Maybe they're sneaking into your room at night. Maybe they can read your mind. Maybe that's why you can't sleep, because you got fucking exploding barbed wire death matches on the mind. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. By the way, I found the promo where Lex Luger said allocades. Did you see it? I had posted up the link in the Discord. I did not. It was a fucking dude. It was so great. And he's like, you went over all my allocates and Terry Funk looks into the camera. He's like this. And then he turns back. Oh, is that at like Clash of the Champions? Yes. Clash yes. of the Champions 10. Uh, I'm exci- I, look, I'm excited for this. All right. Good. Be excited. I'll be excited, excited when they actually start caring about the women's division and some of the other stuff. Look, Tony, 
Hikaru Shuda, she's going to wrestle for the second time this year, March 7th. Your women's <laughs> champion. Hikaru Shuda. She's the shooter, bro. Brother. <laughs> Brother. Brother, she's going to shoot you. You know who's going to be on uh, Dark this week? Hopefully Tombstone Jesus. No, J.D. Drake will be taking on Eddie Kingston. Ooh. You ever call a J.D. Drake match? I don't think I have. Call it what? Call it amazing because Eddie Kingston's going to be in there with him. That's what I would call it. There you go. <sighs> I'm so looking forward to talking to Tombstone tonight. Don't Are you looking for? We still got a lot to talk about. Well, we better get fucking moving. Yeah, we're going to get fucking moving. Uh, what do we usually say? Uh, what do we say? Back after this? Back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support The Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metal. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. 
Make a new commercial. Cover all the latest metal news. Cover all the latest releases and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... We shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go new. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do have to do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW. And if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, Mike. Take it easy. Matt, it's with a K. Don't ever forget it. Never, ever forget. Do you need music, by the way? Nope. I got some music right here. Awesome. This is uh, some music from our guest tonight. This is Mountain Metal. From Tombstone Jesus, the railroad car. I highly nice. recommend you check it out. Uh, it's available on YouTube. Uh, but before we get to Tombstone Jesus and more wrestling talk, uh, we're going to take this time to thank those over at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. You enjoy this show. You enjoy our guests. You want to give back a little bit. You want to support your friends over here at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Head over to our Patreon. And you can support us for as little as $1 a month. I recommend the $3 a month tier. Because not only do you get mentioned on this show every week, you also get three bonus shows a month. And this is what you're missing in the month of February if you are not a Patreon subscriber. We did a wrestling profile on Shelton Benjamin. We did a show profile on ECW Guilty as Charged 1999. And Tony did a watch-along to Al Snow, Big Boss Man, Kennel Match from Hell. Uh, and you are guaranteed three bonus shows a month at the $3 level on Patreon. And we will mention you every week on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Without further ado, we're going to thank Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards, flanked by her co-partner, uh, the king, Mr. Manny Kratzo, uh, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the S, uh, AOP of the SWP, uh, Ryan Arthur over at elementary.com, Elementary Brewery in Hackensack. If you want to grab some local beer and support local businesses, check out elementary.com. Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Ryan Schlong, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Catherine Hensler over at ondeckic.com. She also co-hosts uh, several other podcasts. She's part of the Wednesday Night Show. She does Pick a Vinyl which is a music one, which is super fun. You want to check that out if you're into music. And she does What's Good with Kevin Gill, friend of the show, Kevin Gill. I heard she's also got another podcast coming up where she's talking about AEW Heels, goddammit. Ooh, a Heels podcast, nice. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K, JG. Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni, 
Happy birthday, Mark. Happy birthday, Mark. Kenny Hossey, the Scotch Drinkmore of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Jay Cop, the big cop of pump. The only thing worth listening to over there on the Trumbuckle Throwbacks podcast, if the audio is working. So, I don't know. It's a shot. Take your shot. See if it works. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Uh, Michael Hammond. Mr. David Henry Bauer III. His pal Antonio Hosserman makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Carrie Cowling. Matthew Birch, the true prince of pro. Give him a follow over on Twitter. He's a great follow. Huge wrestling fan. Supports the independents in the Pittsburgh area. Good guy. He's like our resident uh, wrestling knowledge dude. Anytime we need to know something. The wrestling knowledge dude. Yeah. Uh, He's a stat guy. uh, The Bergman, the LeBron James of the Mattel elite figure collecting community. And last, but certainly not least... Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And uh, if you got some hairy balls, you want to go over to manscaped.com and get those hairy balls taken care of. You want the lawnmower 3.0? It's got skin safe technology. It's got a flashlight. It's got a 90 minute battery. Uh, You could do it in the shower. You could do it on a bathtub. You could do it in your living room. You could shave your balls everywhere. As long as this thing's charged, you get 90 minutes of rip-roaring excitement, and you don't have to worry about ripping your balls open. Because with the skin-safe technology, you're going to be as cool as a cucumber and smooth as a baby's bottom. Yeah. But that's not all. I thought that's exactly what rip-roaring meant. It is. It is. It is. (laughs) That's not all. Because I mean, nothing nothing says rip roaring like ripping your balls open. Because first you rip, then you roar. Makes a good point. It does happen from time to time, but not <laughs> with the lawnmower 3.0 from Spanscape.com. Oh, no. no, no, no. Look, maybe uh, you're a little hesitant about the ball trimmer. We all three of us have used it. We give you our That's word. Right. It works. You don't have to worry about catching your balls in it. They also have the ball deodorant, which is great. You wake up in the morning, take a shower, you get out of the shower, you dry your balls, you throw some deodorant on, your balls will smell great all day. Guaranteed. Then you grab some crop mops. You throw those in your backpack. You take those to work. Maybe some mops box? Crop mops. Uh. Maybe you're not feeling so fresh. Maybe you had to fucking run around. All right? The air conditioning don't work at the office. It's 100 degrees. You had to run to this guy's office. You had to run to the warehouse. Oh, yeah. You know, you got fucking swampy balls now. Maybe you're going out for a drink afterwards. All Dude, right. you're, out, you're out shoveling six or seven inches of snow, man, and, and sweatpants and winter coats and the whatnots, and you're sweating. You hit the bathroom with your crop mop, boom, quick wipe, you're cleaned up, you're good to go. Mom, you got right. stinky feet? Grab the foot duster. It's great. It even goes in the shower. The Manscaped body wash is awesome. I have two bottles in the shower. I can't get enough of the goddamn stuff. I stopped buying regular body wash because I got the Manscaped stuff, and it doubles as a shampoo. Yep. So you can do body wash and your hair. Uh, don't forget, you got to trim up your, you got some talons, right? Dudes sometimes don't know how to take care of their fingernails and their foot nails. They got the sheer 2.0 kit. You don't have to bite your fingernails, Kevin. You just uh, go over to manscaped.com. You drop those sheer set right in there. Boom. You're good to go. And, of course, Kevin's got two doses of vaccine. Kevin's good. He's oh, going to yeah. put his mask on. He's going to load up his, his pockets. With some beer drinking monies to, to pick up the honeys. And I make gonna, it rain, kid. I make it rain, son. Ow, and ow, he's going to throw on that Manscaped 
redefine cologne. Some good shit. See, you guys, you're, first you're defined, then you put that on, and then you're defined again. You're just so redefined. You're refined. You're redefined. You're everything in between. Oh, man. Rock those, uh, you know, the Manscaped boxer briefs. Whew, comfort level to the max. That's the key, too, because the boxer briefs are actually very, uh, they're airy. Like, it almost feels like you're wearing nothing at all. Like, you get a breeze going through oh, yeah. there, cool you right down, baby. Oh, yeah, you're, like, you're very, very movable in there. And if you don't believe us, see for yourself. Go over to manscaped.com. <laughs> because you listen to the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, you put all this deliciousness in your cart. When you go to checkout, you type in that Wizards. W-I-Z-A-R-D-S. Boom. 20% off and free shipping. And it's not a one-time code. Right? You want to grab the lawnmower? Great. Shows up at your house. You shave your balls. You're fucking, you look like uh, a fucking, I don't know, a, a gorilla? I don't know. Gorilla. I was thinking yeah, of some, a hairy person. I don't know. You look like you got gorilla balls. Right? You burn through a blade. You mm. got to order replaceable blades. Guess what? <laughs> An Italian? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> You want to sh- look? You want to use the lawnmower 3.0 to shave your mother's mustache? Go nuts! Oh, right? you know the Italian lady's got hairy lips. You burn the blade out on her mustache? No worries. You can order replaceable blades, and you can use the code word Wizards, and you're still gonna save 20% and get free shipping. So check out Manscaped.com. Use the code word Wizards. We will thank you. Your balls will thank you, and you will be a big fan of the Manscaped. Oh yeah. So go ahead, put your balls in our court. And your Italian grandmother will thank you as well. You guys didn't notice. I, I brought back the mustache. You guys didn't uh, comment on that bad boy today. Is it not noticeable enough? Uh, you look the same every week. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't really notice a difference. Sorry. Oh, wow. I haven't had the mustache in like two months. <laughs> I thought you had it last week. No, 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 no. All am right. I bad, am I a bad person for not remembering? No, no I mean, it's, it's okay that you don't notice my facial hair, Tony. That's, I mean, I noticed John Moxley looked a little sickly a couple weeks ago. Maybe he was. Maybe he had the chicken mox. <laughs> oh, that's why they have to be in a barbed wire cage. This way the chicken doesn't run away. Uh, we didn't mention it going through our AW notes. I think we touched on it briefly. Anna Jay out six months to a year. She hurt Anna, herself. Anna! Uh, she injured her shoulder training, so she's going to have to have surgery. That's a huge blow to the women's division. Hopefully, we get the alien back soon, though. I think that might help a little bit. Ooh. Yeah, I forgot about her. Uh, Kevin. Yo. Uh, you want to take a stat? You got any uh, anything from Impact you want to talk about? Tuesday night's Impact. Kevin slays it on the Twitter machine. If you're not following us on social media at Wizards Podcast, Kevin's getting likes. He's getting retweets. He's talking to Scott Demore. He's getting quote quote tweeted by his fucking best friend Matt Cardona. Kevin is a master at impact tweeting. Oh yeah, take a picture. Yeah, me, me and uh, you know my dear good personal friend Matt Cardona had a had a great little back and forth, little one on one ski. Of course, it was more one sided than one on one ski, uh, but. Uh, he had a nice little promo back and forth. We start there with, uh, with you know, my dear good friends, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Dude, did you see Myers' Twitter today or what he called Ryder? No, no what, what did he call Ryder? He called him Mid Cardona. Oh, dang. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, dang. He called him Mid Card 
Ona has got to get out of Impact Wrestling. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they had a back and forth. Of course, we, we had uh, basically a double dose of uh, of Impact. Of course, we talked about No Surrender uh, last week, but you know we had to follow up. Uh, Josh Alexander and TJP. Josh Alexander is now uh, foraying into the X Division world now that his uh, tag team partner, uh, all ego Ethan Page, is the Karate Man, is no longer in Impact Wrestling. Um, uh, X Division's hot. Trey Miguel is back, back doing his thing there, along with Willie Matt. Dude, Davari, Davari stays jacked, bro. Davari might be like the like the wrestler in like the best shape I've ever seen in my life. Like he's just so ridiculously jacked. So, um, so uh, I think Trey Miguel won a four way with Willie Mack, Davari, and uh, la, 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 Chris Bay. Suicide. Suicide. God, I don't know how that's still a character, by the way. Yeah, you that, would. You would think that, that would have been gone by now. That really, like, I don't complain about a whole lot. That really bothers me. I mean, I mean, I guess it shouldn't because there's been a character called Homicide for the last twenty years, but. Like, that just bothers me that that's still a thing. I mean, granted, I don't think WWE or AEW would ever have a character called Suicide, so maybe it flies under the radar a little bit. But uh, just uh, just just freaks me out a little bit. Um, I guess Kevin, that, uh, I got I got to ask you, Kevin, how awesome was Finn Juice? This is the weirdest thing. I did not see this. I did not watch. I did not. For some reason, I don't know how this happened. I missed it. I missed the Reno Scum Fin Juice match. I I, rem- I, I watched everything else. I watched Nevea Tanil. That was great. Um, uh, the old school rules match. I, I I just missed. I missed Fin Juice, and I know this is like the most upsetting thing to a lot of our listeners because this is what this is the kind of thing that I've been praising Impact and AEW, and now like that Forbidden Door is open all over the place, and I fucking missed it. So did you did you happen to catch it? Did you catch it's up the, on it, Matt? It's the only thing I saw from Impact, and I love it. See, that's where you fit right in where I where I falter. Look, so what was what was what was it like? It was. I thought it was a great introduction for them. Uh, Reno Scum got a lot of offense in, but I think everything that really matters is post match with the Good Brothers coming out, um, Ma- making fun of Juice and David, saying they were young boys used to carry their bags. Juice, oh, I did see this. All right. Yeah, you okay. saw the match then, right? Yeah. I did see this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. They're calling the young boy stuff, and then now they said they said like they don't carry like nobody's bags anymore or something like that or some. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They invited, yeah, no, they now invited they him out for beers, it. and Juice was like, "See if you can keep up with us, old man." Yeah. Good stuff. I'm ha- I'm excited for Finn Juice. I like them in Impact. I think that's a good fit. Uh, Excuse me. Good one, uh, Kevin. Yeah, anything no, I, else? I, I, yeah. Definitely. It, it, I don't know why I thought I didn't see this, but I did. Uh, next week, Ace Austin will team with Chris Bay and Black Taurus to take all Willie Mack, Josh Alexander, and Trey Miguel with the winning team moving on to a triple threat in two weeks with the X Division title match awaiting the winner. So whatever team wins, then those three guys are going to be in a three-way dance, and whoever wins that gets uh, oh, yeah. TJP is still the X Division champ, right? Yeah, I I remember I remember tweeting about this because I remember how much I also uh, and Scott Demore. I know you're probably not listening. Actually, no, I know you are listening, Scott Demore, because you always listen because you're a dear good friend of the podcast. I want to. This is so like ass backwards to me. 
It's like, Ace Austin, I want to give you a shot. I'm dying to give you a shot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it the most convoluted, makes no sense series of matches possible for you to get your shot. Just very, very bizarre. And uh, Ace Austin actually was on my side for that bad boy, for that tweet, because it just didn't make sense. It's like you want him to have a shot, yet you're going to put him in this weird series of cluster fudge nonsense. So that is what it is. Cluster fudge nonsense. Also, Jazz and Jordan Grace take on Susan and Kimberly with the winners getting a match against the knockout tag team uh, champions Fire and Flava. No, you're not sold on either of these teams, Kevin? I'm not sold as much as I want to be and as much as I probably have complimented them in the past. I think they have a great look. I think they have a great character. They just should never be allowed to speak. Who's the, who? Which team? Fire and flavor. Dang. Son. And also, it sounds like a Dorito. Doesn't it sound like a new flavor of a Dorito that would come out? Like, can't you just see that on like the packaging of a Dorito, fire and flavor? Yeah, I can. I might yeah. try it. Yeah, I would go for that. Now, that would be cool. That's a T-shirt right there. Uh, they announced March 13th will be Sacrifice, the uh, Saturday special show on Impact Plus. See, now, that's a special show. Like, those are special. Like, Elimination Chamber, not special. These are special. What if they called it the special elimination chamber or the elimination chamber special? Hmm. Then I'd have no choice to call it special. Thinking, 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 (laughs) uh, Tony. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, Kevin, anything else about impact before we move forward? God, I love everything about violent by design to this day. Still such a great, like they're so unique in each one of their presentations that you just got the big creepy cowboy, you got the rejected soul and Diener, and then you got the ringleader and and Eric Young. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if they added somebody else. I don't know who. I'm not going to start pontificating on on names of who they could add. But if a if they add like a fourth member to this group that is just different from everyone else in it, they'll all still find a way to mesh. Because like, listen, Joe Doring, like when you look at him. Like he, he looks like he should just be like your all Japan, you know, uh, God, Stan Hansen, like badass Bradshaw, tough guy gimmick, but no, he's just this weird, silent cowboy mother effer that just, just does the bidding of Eric Young and Diener who well, I would have loved to, 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 to have Jake, even though I'm very excited for his singles run, I would have liked to see Jake actually join them. Because Mac, then you can know what you could call him. What? Uh, violent, violent, violent by, by design. Oh. Or violent, violent by the deaners. Uh, so, but no, but I, that's that's probably my favorite thing right now. Uh, Moose is still great, and uh, and everything that he does. Again, I I, I hope that some I, he's good. He's got to be the champ. There's no way that he's not not going to win the belt at some point. So. Because I love, I love me some. Uh, well, I don't really love me some Rich Swan, but I can tolerate me some Rich Swan. I just want that belt off him ASAP. All right, that's some Impact talk again. If you're watching Impact Tuesday nights, be sure to follow us at Wizards Podcast. Kevin crushes the Twitter machine uh, and interact with Kevin. Uh, he's watching the show. He's tweeting. Uh, yeah. he's having a good time. Yeah. So if you if you see that, and I would even like maybe venture to say that maybe at some point. I maybe do like a little like short post show where like I respond to all your tweets or something like that. If you want to get involved in it. 
something that we can fiddle with uh, at some point. Um, but I just respond. Uh, some great people do actually respond that um, Berg is always kind of there. A couple of the podcasts, the, the, the guys over at Marking Out always respond and, and interact. And uh, hi, hi, Tom, Tom Five or whatever, and Vader. Sorry, I don't know all your Twitter handles by heart, but you're the regulars that always interact with me on Tuesday nights. And I really, really like that. So uh, keep it coming. Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. We're going to keep it rolling. Tony. We'll I'm going to ask your opinion first because you. I'm excited about it. this. You you said you didn't seem too thrilled. What are your thoughts on MLW's Fight Island this week? Excuse me. It's MLW Filthy Island. Oh, sorry, Filthy Island. First of all, uh, at the beginning, I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> and then by the end, I was like, this should be the show every fucking week. Exactly. Thank you. I think MLW did a great job with this. It was fucking nonsense. It was silly. It was stupid, but it was so fucking good. So good. I thought Tom Lawler and Dan Lambert were fantastic doing color commentary. And Dan Lambert would be like, why would you? You made this. Why is he wrestling him? Exactly. It was so good. The way they were just going back and forth with each other. And the other thing was, this was apparently booked on Kevin Von Erich's property. And I was like, why are they booked on the on the Von Erich property to begin with? And then it was like, the Von Erichs are not going to be here. And then like 10 minutes in, the Von Erichs are like, we're here. We're making our way over to the ring. And it took him 45 minutes to drive to the ring. And I'm just like, how much fucking property does Kevin Von Erich own in Hawaii? This is insane. He owns the whole island. It, right. Apparently. I don't think Kawhi's that big, is it? I don't know for sure. Oh, but it's huge. Got it. it took him an hour to get from one side of the island, from one side of their property to the other, which was just insane. Uh, let me see. So, uh, all they did was shit on Loki all night, which was fucking hysterical. All uh, the jokes they were making. I will let you. That was the most disappointing part of the show. Uh, we didn't get there yet. Oh, I'm just going to throw that out there. We did get a finish though. I'll I'll, I'll I'll give you that. It wasn't great, but we did get a finish for a change. So Dominic Garini took on Mona Loa, and Mona Loa was like uh, looked like Conrad Thompson in a grass skirt and paint. That was from my notes. Um, it was pretty short. For some reason, Dominic Garini had a bag with a dollar sign on it, but all it had in it was Kansas Spam because I guess the Hawaiians love Spam. It wasn't even Spam though. It was like knockoff Spam. Listen, it's Tom Lawler. He couldn't afford a lot of shit there. Did you see the fucking seats they had at ringside? Yeah, one looked like it came out of a van. Yeah, it was a van seat and a couch. <laughs> they had a paid attendance of like four people, which was insane. Uh, let me see. So, yeah, hip toss, choke out. It's over. Dude, Mil Muertes and Savio Vega had this death match at Chichen Itza in Mexico, and the satellite feed kept going out. Because apparently Tom Lawler didn't pay for a good feed, which was fucking awesomely hysterical to begin with. That that was pretty bad. I hated this. Go? I hated that. I hated the Aztec jungle fight. I'm fucking done with the Los Parks. I'm yeah, done Los with Parks. them. I don't give a shit about you. I don't care about your Spanish. I don't give a shit that the three of you look identical. Although the oldest one looks like he ate the other two kids that we never see. They suck. I can't believe yeah, the tag Spanish? champions. You say Spanish or Spanish? Spanish? Spanish. Uh, I thought you said that. I thought that was a callback to something I heard. I thought I heard spam earlier. Sorry. And then fucking LA Parks throwing out challenges to Alexander Hammerstone. You really want to tangle with the Meat Castle fat boy? He's going to fucking smush your head like a grape. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Fuck out of here with your promotiones, Dorado. Yeah. 
So this is my note. So L.A. Park versus Hammer. Fuck off hard in capital letters. That, that was my thought. Mentally impaired Loki came out of somebody's mouth at some point. I think Tom. <laughs> oh, <mouth>. God. <laughs> I was fucking laughing. Yep. Dude. Zenshi. All right, Can- look, for those of you who don't know, this is a ring with the post, but no ropes because it's supposed to be like, you know, fighting. Zenshi's on the fucking top of the tree waiting for Kevin Koo to get in the ring. And when he gets in the ring, he fucking dives off on him. I'll tell you this much for having no ropes at ringside. Zenshi found some creative ways to fly around and shit. Yeah, the referee, uh, not so much. He didn't have a good time. So this was the- had his- Go ahead, Kev. This Filthy Island was the show where like the guys, the guys would make the posters that were just insulting everyone. Yeah, like- well, the, the, the big joke on Twitter was, you know, it said King Mo versus Low IQ. Gotcha. They were doing that because they're, you know, Team Filthy can't stand Loki, so they were shooting whatever <laughs> they got. Uh, let me see. Um, ba ba Another recap of Loki and Mo, their history. Hold on, I, we got to talk about the referee, Tony. Oh, the guy whose fucking fly was open the whole time. He split his pants and he counted a three count too fast, and Zenshi looked like the winner. <laughs> Zenshi was Koreans are ruining a fucking show, man. The, uh, Zenshi was wrestling Kevin Koo. Yes, uh, Kevin got the win. Yeah, Kevin got the win. Um, so then, I'm sorry. Onward now. We we see more of this fucking ad jungle bullshit. Yeah, there's more jungle shit, but we also get a moment with Dynasty. Richard Holiday and uh, Hammerstone are in Hawaii. I thought we got Alicia too talking to TJP first. Uh, was it down further? It's yeah, I think the, that was right before the main event because that it's, was really no, it's, yeah, it's down further. It's it's much further down in the notes. It was yeah, because I yeah I got a whole bunch of shit about Zenshi. Uh, Ku wins with a Snapdragon suplex. Not bad. Let me see. So, yeah. So then at this point, the Von Erics are like, we're coming to crash the party. We're getting oh, yeah. there. They, they turn up their music. Yes, <laughs> dude. And that's the other thing. The music for the entrances for the guys that were coming out. It was, oh, a tape player. It was MBW style. <laughs> and they just focused the camera on the cassette player. and They pop the cassette in and press play. And then the music would start. Awesome. Fucking hysterical. Alicia, yeah. too, talks to TJP and TJP's got a fucking attitude problem. He's kind of a dick, yeah. He is, and he's going to pick on poor Buku Dao. He's a fucking bully. And then he ended the interview when Alicia called him a bully. Oh. Did you like how the graphic kept saying, is TJP a bully? Is, a, is he a bully? Is it, was his actions justified? It was, it was so cheesy and over the top, dude. You know what was cheesy? What? Everything Gringo Loco's been eating since the pandemic started. Oh, my God, dude. I told you when I saw him, what was it, last week or two weeks ago? Who did he wrestle? Oh, he wrestled... Um, uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Gino Medino. They were supposed to be having a feud too. Uh, oh yeah. So wait, what was the line? The Funky line. Oh, yeah. Cold Medino. Wait. So we go back to Savio Vega and the fucking. They started their fight and then they lost the signal. And uh, Tom Tom Waller goes. Satellite time isn't cheap. That was fucking great. Uh, here we go. Oh, there was one. Somebody had a line about Gringo Loco. I fucking lost it. God damn it. Anyway, Gringo Loco. Oh, Gringo Loco. MLW's answer to Super Porky. Fucking great line. Every time I pop, every time I hear a Super Porky reference, I like how uh, Rocky Romero got the ring. He said two weeks ago the Tokyo Dome, and now this. Yes, and then he's going. Uh, who? Somebody. <laughs> somebody said to him, "All right, George Jefferson, step on up." How do you not love Tom Lawler and Dan Lambert? On they comedy? did a fucking unbelievable job on. Co- I thought it was awesome. 
Hmm. Oh man. Sounds like this might be something I have to check out. Oh, uh, this is a great watch, Kevin. It's very funny. Um, so Gringo Loco had two spots that I fucking one I really loved, the other one I hated. One when he dove to the outside and he took out the couch while Rocky Romero was on it and the whole fucking couch went over. But then there was a spot early where Gringo was grabbing his legs and he fucking literally got lost. He didn't know what to do. He was like going to hook him for like a sharpshooter. Then he was going to like hold his legs open. I was like, what the fuck is he doing, dude? Yeah, he's in Gringo Loco was in terrible shape. I was surprised how fast he was still moving, but my God, he got big. My God. Let me see. Uh, Rocky Romero had a tornado DDT using the post instead of running up the ropes, which was cool. And uh, was that the finish? I think that was the finish. No, the tornado DDT. Yes, it so. was. Yeah. So now we go back to Chichen Itza, Mexico, and Savio Vega's got a crowbar that he fucking just drops. And Mil Muertes levels him with the crowbar and he gets pinned. And then Selena's like, now finish it. And all of a sudden there's a shovel. So I'm like, oh, we're getting some fucking buried alive Undertaker action. But then they fucking lost the feet again, and it was over. We had some Contra shit, making fun of Jordan I, Oliver. I, I saying can't with the con. I'm done with the Contra stuff, too. I'm done with him, too. I'm hoping. Part of me so badly wants to see Jordan Oliver get a win. Part of me so badly wants to see Jordan Oliver become the fucking MLW champion. I just, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I want to see it. I really want to see it. How Matt, much? Let me ask you something, Matt. Yes. Is there a world where we see Hammerstone on a bigger stage than MLW? I think one day, yes. Tony? I'm not sure because he was adamant about staying with MLW, so I don't know if he really wants to be, you know, like a fish in a bigger pond. I think he'd be a freaking freaking star. Of course, but... You know, it may be in him that, like, I don't know if he thinks he needs a little more seasoning. You know, if he needs a little more time in the ring, time in front of the camera. I forget how long. He's been around for a long time. Well, that's my point. Is is MLW just something out of convenience for him that he enjoys doing and he doesn't want to go any further? Which is fine, but I think it'd be pretty disappointing to not get him, like you said, on a national platform. You know who loves Hammerstone? Nova. Really? Yeah. He thinks he thinks that Hammerstone's gonna be like the next like guy. Is he still uh is he still corporate? No, no, not even close. Wow. Okay. How much uh how much spam you think Hammerstones can eat? I don't think he would want to eat spam. He was all he was into sp- the spam, bro. Oh, that's right. That's Sp- right. Spam is severely underrated, by the way. I'm throwing they, that out there. They turned down the offer for um for sitting in the VIP section for the main event. Well, Holiday, was- Holiday didn't want none of it, although he was excited to see an empty Starbucks cup on the ground. Yes. Yes, he was. How much How much coffee is, is uh, Holiday throwing down nowadays still? Just as much as he always has? As much as he wants. Yeah, but God it's all right. his own. Like, he, Did you see he posted a video on Twitter where he was drinking Starbucks and he spit it out? I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. He's like a kid in the candy store with that coffee. All right, let's he- talk about this fucking dog shit main event. Can we? <laughs> Wait, so with six minutes left... <laughs> With six minutes left, we get a top ten. By the way, Tom is uh, offering Dynasty, quote, oceanfront property and VIP seating. So that was his pitch line, which was fucking fantastic. So Can we guess the top ten? No, no, no. I didn't, even, I didn't even write it down. Oh. It's the same people you always know. It's like Mads Kruger and everybody else. Five minutes left, Loki comes out. Uh, three minutes left. Now they're finally st- – there's three minutes left in the show, and now they're fighting. King Mo still doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. 
He picked up Loki at one point. I thought he was going to drop him on his fucking head. Um, let me see. So Key, what did Key wind up doing? He was climbing up on Mo, and then when he slipped down, he got him in a submission. Is that how it worked out? It was super fast. It was super. a minute and 40 seconds. They built this for a year, a fucking year. Yep. Are you kidding me? Now, do you think do you think they gave Loki a quick win just to get to a rubber match? Eventually? Oh God, I can't. Well, they gave him a quick win because King Mo sucks shit. Now, do you think like King Mo like was tapping his hand? Do you think he meant to tap or he was reaching for the rope? That was just the way that Lawler was trying to sell it. I don't fucking know. I was so annoyed at this and the Von Erich show up in their fucking blazer or whatever fucking car. It was a Jeep around. and they were blasting their theme music on the Jeep as they pulled up. How fucking cool is that? Uh, so we got King, so and, and and here's the funny thing right so team filthy is fighting with the von erickson loki and king mo is nowhere to be found yeah he's a chicken king mo shit. wasn't he wasn't involved in that shit where the hell did he go he went home because he's a bitch and somebody who wound up i think dominic arini got slammed through the windshield on the jeep didn't he yeah they're banging up the von erick's jeep that's a shame and I'd now next week we got fucking mlw underground is that a repeat episode? It's, you know, there's shit that they're going to show from like 18 years ago. Yeah, so MLW is going to be a no watch next week. We're not going to be covering that because I ain't watching that shit. In two weeks is when we get Fatu and Oliver uh, and Los Parks against Simon Gotch and Davari. And then on the 24th is uh, the MLW Never Say Never show. Yeah, that's going to be another one of those like big time, but still right. on YouTube for an hour show. So they'll right. probably book six matches and cancel three of yeah, them. Yeah, one match will have a finish. The other ones will be fucking schmozzes. You're not, you, dude. We got four finishes though for the show. We were four for four with finishes. That's a big. That's a big plus for MLW. Definitely worth the watch for last week's show if you did not. Last see week, it. last week's show was was very fun. Tom Lawler and Dan Lambert need to just be commentary. That's what they need yeah. to do. I'm with you on that. Uh, let me blow through some uh, a couple news and notes before uh, Tombstone Jesus joins us. Uh, I said last week I was going to watch that great Muda match where he won the title. Uh, I've been very critical on part-time wrestlers, older wrestlers, uh, wrestling for championships. Uh, this does not change. Uh, Muda was, he's 58. I don't understand. I don't know anything about pro wrestling. Noah, this match was slow. It was boring. The finish was awful. I, I don't get now it. I'm gonna, now I'm going to have to watch this. I really don't. I don't understand it. Where'd you rent this on fight? Yeah. I, I'll give you all my shit and you can watch. I got it. your shit. Don't worry. Okay. About it. You got my shit. I got your shit. <laughs> uh, it, it was just, I, I didn't like it. It was, it was like a triple H match. Did was, you did you go into it with high expectations? No, because I know he's 58 years old, but I was like, oh, maybe they'll do it different, you know. And then they started off really slow, and I was like, all right. I'm like, this makes sense. He took a couple bumps here and there, and then I was like, all right, when's it going to get in the second gear? And it never really did. And something else I noticed about the show is they have, like, really old dudes and then, like, some young dudes, and there's, like, nothing in between. Wow. It was like a 38-year-old wrestling like a 51-year-old. I'm still kind of surprised that Noah's still a thing. Yeah, I don't know who is behind. Like, I I know very little about pro wrestling Noah. I really have to do like a deep dive. And well, get Noah, Noah was the promotion Misawa broke off with, right? Right. And that was, that was like 20 years ago already. That was a long time ago. Maybe yes. even longer. 
And for a while, they were like, they were they crushing were the it. Place, they yeah. were crushing it. Because uh, all those guys that made All Japan what it was in the 90s were all wound up going to Noah. Right. And the New Japan guys that didn't want to be in the shoot fighting New Japan went there, too. Yeah, when Inoki was losing his mind. Yeah, so I did not think this was very good. I I uh, talked about it in the Discord with some people. They think it's a PR stunt. I get it, but, like, I don't know. Are, is this going to get more eyes on Pro Wrestling Noah? You know, like the way Aja Khan got in the ring, where she took, like, one step at a time, was the same way Muda left the ring, like, one <sighs> it's so, it's so Yeah, sad. like, I don't want to see that. That's not – and he wasn't in the face paint. He was wrestling as Muto, not the great Muda. But still, like, I don't know. That's kind of rough. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, you know what else is rough? Uh-oh. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Dude, when I read this news, I was like, no way. That throws such a monkey wrench in anything. And that, that might be the big. He is the most. He's the single most important person to that division. And that completely fucks up the whole division right now. Yeah, uh, someone, someone, tell me because I have no idea will, what you're talking you, about. Do we know the match? For what? When he got hurt? Do we know when it happened. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi was taken off the road. He got uh, injured at the February 20th Road to Castle Attack event in. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry, February 19th. It was against uh, Kota Ibushi and uh, Hanoma. Uh, Homa, excuse me. Hanma, yeah. Hanma yeah, it was a tag team match. Him and Shingo against. Uh, Hanma and uh, Kota Ibushi. Um, so he is out, uh, what they say, six months yeah, with six a months torn left pectoral muscle. <sighs> Not only does this affect the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, he was also in the IWGP Junior Tag Team match. Yep. So this really fucks up the whole, whole division. Also, Naito was not wrestling because he had been hurt with a knee injury. Um <sighs> But he said he will be back uh, on. Uh, what's the date I have? That's here? a that's a lot of spoons out of the porridge. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Uh, Somebody knocked the bowl over. Jesus. They yeah. have held twenty four events in the first fifty days of twenty twenty one. That's a lot, dude. And they have forty more shows scheduled for the next seventy three days. Oh my god! I guess they're really trying to get their money's worth, huh? I mean, it's all leading up to so this drastically changed the the castle attack card. There's no junior heavyweight match on there, and there's no junior tag title match on there. Hmm. Um, they did announce that New Japan is in talks with Axis TV about a possible return. All right. And have you have you watched <clears throat> the new show that came out on the Roku channel yet? I have not. I haven't checked it out yet either. Probably something to put on the to-do list for this week. Yeah, I think they're playing a lot of stuff from, like, Wrestle Kingdoms and stuff just to get people acclimated with the program. That's cool. With the stars. Um, they announced that Yano will defend his King of Pro Wrestling title against Chase Owens in a Texas strap match at Saturday's Castle Attack event. Not to be okay. confused with the chicken chamber match. Bop, bop, bop. Uh, and that is most of the New Japan news. Obviously, the big Hiromu stuff, the big Hiromu injury, is is a huge blow to the junior division and New Japan as a whole. Uh, quickly, just want to run down Ring of Honor TV that I watched before we did the show. We have new six man tag team champions: 
Shane Taylor and the Soldiers of Savagery defeated uh, Mexi Squad. It's an nice. awesome, awesome six-man tag match. Uh, Bateman lost to Mike Bennett, and then Taven and Bennett broke Bateman's ankle, very similar to what they did to Bennett, uh, because Vincent refused to come out and save Bateman and have a match with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So as, as Bateman is writhing in pain, Matt Taven's yelling at him, and Bateman's just laughing like a lunatic, so... We have that story. And mm. in the opening match, it was the Briscoes against Kenny King and Dragon Lee. Winner gets a tag team title shot against Gresham and Lethal next week. The mercenary, Flip Gordon, interfered, kicking Mark Briscoe off the top rope and uh, causing the Briscoes to lose. Post-match, EC3 makes his return. Ooh. And he talks a, a little bit of shit to Jay Briscoe about how he respects him. He's the only man that has honor in this company. Is it honorable to accept money to interfere in a match? Implying that because Flip Gordon is the mercenary, Flip took the money that EC3 <clears throat> gave him to interfere in the match. Uh, and then, of course, he finished it with control your narrative. Um, so next week, Shane Taylor, Roosh, Lethal Gresham against Kenny King and Dragon Lee. Wow. Good shit. I'm loving it. It's the best hour of TV. I wish we had more time to get into it. I know our guest is in the queue. Oh, boy. It's time. Oh, no. It's the way for I'm, so, I'm so nervous and weird and excited. I don't know. It's Tombstone Jesus time. Can we bring in Mr. Tombstone Jesus? Here he is. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Is he frozen already? I th I don't know. He's connecting to audio, Mr. Tombstone Jesus. Is. He's all the he's all the way out there in Utah. Johnny Utah. Do we keep him in the queue too long? He's probably angry at us. Here he is. No, he looks good. He looks like he's having a good time. We're waiting for him to connect to the audio. We can't hear you, Mr. Jesus. Do I call him Mr. Jesus? Hey, do we call him do we just call him T T S Tombstone? T S. We call him T Stone. Call him Tombstone. Call him Jesus. I wouldn't call him Mr. Jesus. I'd call him Mr. Tombstone. How about TJ? That would be a bad idea. Don't worry. He's getting there. His audio's got to connect. He can probably hear us. Yeah, we can't hear you yet. Don't worry about it. We'll get it figured out. We'll figure it out. Technology, baby. We're rocking We're and rolling. Figured. I thought they had better. I thought they had better internet in Utah these days. I don't know shit about Utah, bro. There he is. <laughs> nope. Now he's muted. You're muted. Just click off your mute button. Can you unmute? There we go. You, your mic's on. You're just muted. This is perfect. There, there we go. go. <laughs> My man. Oh, yeah. First time zooming, baby. Nice. Get at it. Really? Right so this is, your, this is your first time using the Zoom? First time. He kind of froze up. I can't tell if that's me or not. What? No, it's it's yeah. Don't worry about it. He'll he'll come back in. We'll get this rolling. We'll get this rolling. It's technology. So we have to deal with the whole back end of 2020. So what do we call, we do? Go. We call you Mr. Tombstone. Do we call you Mr. Jesus? What's the proper? You know, everybody calls me Tombstone. Nice. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Everybody calls me Tombstone. So you guys call me whatever you like, but just don't call me late for dinner. Nice. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> All bullshit aside. No, I, everyone calls me Tombstone. Uh, Tombstone Jesus. Doing a little doing a little heel run, going as Tombstone Judas now and again. I'm fun with that. So are you having are you having fun with this guy who's uh who may or may not be your son, Otto von Clutch? Because oh, I've been following yeah. what's been going on in the in the life of Tombstone lately. And I got some questions. I got I gotta know the story. All right. This is the way it went down. I'm in a five-on-five match about two years ago in Salt Lake City. And Devotion Championship Wrestling booked Otto Von Clutch, and he was on the other – in the other five-on-five, he was on the – Yeah, we kind of lost him. Don't worry, he'll come back. He'll come back. We're talking to the tombstone. This I know. Is awesome. I'm very excited about this. One way, then I'd move the other. He'd move the other. And uh, next thing I know, he screams out, Dad, you're my dad. And I'm like, what the hell? And uh, he's all, Dad, Dad, that's my dad, everybody. And I'm like, bullshit. No, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. No, I'm not. And we went back and forth and back and forth, and I ended up beating him, sent him on his way. And uh, about two months later, I'm at a show, and he shows up with the microphone and uh, going on and on again. You're my dad. You're my dad. And, uh, you know, I thought it was all a joke, and then he dropped his mom's name. And he dropped, uh, you know, 1989 in, in Los Angeles, California. And, and so I'm like, well, all right, uh, this could actually be a possibility. <laughs> so I told him, look, kid, if, if you think you're my son, if you're tough enough, you got enough of the old man's DNA in you. Oh, no, we lost him again. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll come back. I know he will. There he is. You guys there? Did you lose yeah. me? We lost you just a little bit after um, after when you were putting the 1989 together. That was a possibility. Right. So, I mean, it, it turns out, looks like that this kid could be mine. So, I told him, look, you know, we need to settle this like everything in, in the world should be settled in the ring, right? So, you know, I told him, look, if you got enough of the old man's DNA, you can beat me you can actually beat me, I'll submit to a DNA test. And so we had the first ever DNA match in Salt Lake City. And uh, I won the match. I beat him. And uh, the kid, he's, you know, he hits like a freight train. I'll, I'll give it to him. He's a tougher than hell. But I beat him. Well, I'm done. I'm getting ready to celebrate. I'm trying to move my way on out of the ring. And in comes his mother out of nowhere. She grabs a mic and starts jopping and yopping. And I haven't even seen this woman in like 29 years. Well, she hops in the ring and starts beating the shit out of me, dude. I mean, lighting me up. Right. Hmm. So he's getting beat up by a woman. Son of a bitch. 
This there there had to have been a million this is wrestling chants. I want to know if he hit her back. Imagine, they should have like a DNA results on a pole match. Look, if you get in the ring and you're flapping your gums. Yeah. You get, you know, don't get don't mess with Tombstone. I love how he prefaced it, but that's all whole thing. Yeah, we're we're still here, Tombstone. We got you. Oh, we're not we're yeah. not going. You think we're going somewhere? Don't it's okay. Don't, I look. don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with the fucking internet here. You're good. You guys still got me? We got you. All You're right. good. So look, she gets so in the mom gets yeah. in the ring. She starts beating the shit out of me. My wife's at the merch table, guys. My wife, she don't never have nothing to do with wrestling aside from selling these t-shirts and stuff right here. Well, that. here she sees Otto's mom in there beating the hell out of me. My wife gets in the ring. And those two end up going out of cat fight, man. Cat fight. It's Jerry Springer right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. whole place is chanting Springer, Springer. I'm here, here watching my wife and Otto's mom going to town. I wonder if we take him off a of video, it might help him out a bit. I want one of those pink hats. I want, I want Tombstone merch. That's what I want. So, damn it, I think I'd lost you again. You there, Tony? We are here. We are here, Tombstone. Um, I don't know if it might be easier if you want to cut the video for now. Maybe that might help. Yeah, let me see if it'll help. Sorry about this. I No worries, I, my friend. I no worries. I have so many damn issues. I don't even know where I got cut off on this story. Uh, we Let's got try. the fight. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. You got loud and clear, my man. All right. In comes the cat fight. All right. Otto's mom and my wife are going at it. I'm watching the whole thing go down. I don't know what the hell to think. And Otto hits me with one of those goddamn kicks and knocks me out. Well, Otto brought in a nurse from L.A. And they cut a lock of my hair and they actually stole my DNA. Son of a bitch. Right. Right. So I'm hotter than hell over that. He don't and, uh, he, he don't look like you, Tombstone. You know, he's 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 the kid's got a lot of his mom's looks. I don't think the cut in the video helped. These are the challenges we face when we have to. Do you know that's where me and the kid really butt heads. Uh, was was that in the? Um, you had some sort of therapeutic match where you guys were going rounds for five minutes, beating the crap out of each other, and then actually talking to each other for a minute apiece. Right. So he disappears with my DNA. Comes out a few months later, sure enough, I'm the father. He's put my DNA in a some kind of DNA bank. And, bro, I know I'm going to have kids popping up every month now. But that's another story. So, <laughs> turns, out, uh, turns out I got a kid eight years younger than me. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? We look into it, and I guess I knocked up the babysitter. So, my that man. is what it is. <laughs> Tombstone Jesus. All, all jokes aside, though, the little son of a bitch stole my DNA, and then turns out he is my kid. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little proud. 
that I had a son. Um, you know, he became a wrestler on his own. We kind of had that in common. Do you want to do you want to shoot Tombstone over the? He's uh, only got about ten of them, so we got a whole shitload of ass whoopings to go. And I figure when I get done giving him all his ass whoopings, then his mom can pay me for the up uh, upbringing he finally gets. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we ended up, you know, we butt heads. We butt heads. He don't live too far from me, and we've we've kind of been trying to connect a little and, and, uh, you know, I kind of love to hate him, but, uh, we booked in Barstow, California, destination six, great company, great wrestling company. We had the first ever growing pains match. That's and this, this was a 60 minute time limit. And we had, um, five minute rounds followed by two minute therapy session where each wrestler gets to speak for a minute. And, uh, you guys, it's on YouTube. It blew up on Facebook. And then later they put it on YouTube. You got to check it out. Um, we beat the shit out of each other and then we get a. You think it might work, Matt, if we get him the phone number so you can call in, uh, I can try and pass that along. I got to find all that shit tone. Yeah, let me. I think I could copy pasta to you. Hold on. Right now, I'm hoping I'd like I'd like to actually be able to try to coexist with this kid here, because when we're on, when we're on, we're on. I've teamed up with the kid, and when we're clicking, we're clicking. And you know, I personally think that there's no team in the country that can beat us. Um, when we got it, when we got it going on, the question is, we'll probably end up you know, beating the shit out of each other before we leave the arena. Um, because, you know, I can't travel with the kid. It's like Homer and Bart Simpson all day long with this guy. I, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. No one pushes my buttons like, you know, junior and he's my little bipolar bear. You know, I mean, he really is. You never know when this kid's going to flip out. And so it's, uh, you know, I figure, He's here to let me know that I'm human and I make mistakes. And there he is. One of my biggest mistakes. I saw from your YouTube channel that, uh, that tombstone Jesus isn't only uh, a wrestler. He's actually quite a, quite a, quite a good musician. I was enjoying some of that mountain metal that you got going there. And did we lose him? I'm going to shoot that message over. Okay. Yeah. It might be. Damn. I lost you, Tony. You there, bud? Yeah. Um, Matt's, Matt's actually going to send you a phone number. It might be easier for you just to call in. Maybe it'd be. Let's do that. That yeah. would be great. He's going to send it over to you now. Cause I, I there's so much more I want to get into. I want, I want to know. Yeah, let me, let me stop this and, and uh, send me that phone number. I'll be calling in. He was going to send it to you right now. Tombstone. We'll get you back awesome. on in a minute. All right, buddy. Tombstone Jesus. Listen, oh. these things happen. You know, uh, looks like internet is dead and buried down in uh down in Utah. I'm telling you though, like no joke, that match they had at Destination Six, 
it's it's hysterical because they literally beat the shit out of each other and then the bell rings after five minutes and then they each take a minute and they like i loved you you even though you weren't there for me and (laughs) well i mean let's be honest this is what this is what wrestling is all about right it's it's so hysterical like you would never it's it's almost like when you see roman reigns talking shit to somebody in the ring now where he's like, why do you keep getting up? You know, but it's more like you weren't there for me, dude. I'll tell you what, man. He looks like a freaking badass. <laughs> oh, he is. He's it's fucking amazing. I was in such a deep dive on on Tombstone Jesus today. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic. Uh, and he's been around for a minute, too. He had a YouTube series years ago. It's fucking it's so great. All right, great sent, stuff to dive into. I sent the info over. Hopefully he's able to call in. Okay. Because I would love to finish talking. Yeah, to him we tonight. haven't even scratched the surface on Tombstone Jesus. Maybe, right, maybe cool. this is maybe this is heel Tombstone Judas. Maybe this is why we're not. Maybe he's healing us. It's a good question to ask him. Good question to ask him. Yeah, I'll leave that. I probably won't ask that question. I'll ask him. <laughs> Are you healing us, brother? That's all. <laughs> is this a rib? You ribbing us, dude? What a what a, first of all, despite the, the choppiness of the story, that was a great story. His the the mother of his child and his wife got into a fight in a ring, and now and now his kid and him are having a growing pains match where they fight and then talk it out. Can't make this shit up, dude. It's fine. I'm telling you, the video is on YouTube. It's about a 35 minute affair. It doesn't go to time limit, but it's fucking good stuff. Yo, despite like whatever, like. I don't care if you're a purist. I don't care if you're into the Gaga. Like that's like a funny thing. Like that's like a good concept and like kind of like something uh, clearly a we've never seen before. Unless you know you're just some Jamoku, you're in a wrestling match and you just get a mic on your own and just cut a promo. This this, this had like a message. This had an idea behind it. I do, I do love how he's my buddy too. He's like, hey Tony, you there? Oh Tony, it's all you, man. This is your relate. This is this is your BFF now, baby. Here he comes. Let me see if I could. Uh... I'm getting one of those hats. Let me see. Tombstone, we got you, brother. All right. Can you hear me? We got you, my man. We got you. We're good All to go. All right. God, sorry about that. Don't ever apologize to us, Tombstone. Yeah, please. Please. The mistake was probably on our end. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome. So where were we? What, what actually got through and what didn't? I just want to know, um, how does this Destination 6 concept come about where you guys are going to wrestle and then have therapy with each other? Like, where does this idea come from? Because it's brilliant. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of that before in wrestling. You know, my kid is a smart, smart dude. He really is. And, and uh, Otto came up with the idea. Chip off the old block, huh? He's a chip off the old block. He's a little piece of tombstone genius. So, oh God, so, I love that. Yeah, he's he's good, man. And I, you know, I love working with him. I'm proud of him. All jokes aside, he does. He drives me crazy, and we're we're fighting in public constantly. Uh, but he's a good kid, and I'm proud of him. He's got a lot of potential, and uh, I plan on you know helping him go on his way. Really do. I, I got to know what comes first. Does Tombstone Jesus, the wrestler come or does Tombstone Jesus, the musician come first? Cause I got to be honest with you, man. I've been checking out a lot of the music. I'm digging what I'm hearing. doesn't matter as long yeah, as he's coming. I, I am the mountain metal Messiah, man. And I'm, I'm appreciate you guys checking out my music. There is a shit ton of wrestling fans that still have no idea 
that I'm a musician. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening to my music and bringing it up. And uh, I'll just tell you kind of the story of Tombstone Jesus. Um, I got you guys there still? Yeah, yeah, still yeah we're here. All right, guys. So, oh, yeah. so, you know, I was probably about 10 years old. And I think my school teacher told me, write down three things you want to be when you grow up. And I wrote down a pro football player, a pro wrestler, and a rock star. And my teacher told me these aren't realistic goals. And I told him, well, did you write down fifth grade teacher when you were a little boy? And he didn't care for that remark. And, you know, I stuck to it. And years later, years later, here I am in life. I'm like a construction foreman. And I'm flashing back to what I wrote down on that paper. And it wasn't construction foreman. And so, you know, being a pro football player kind of came and went for me. At the time, I didn't know what type of avenue I would take to become a pro wrestler, but by God, I knew I could be a rock star. And so I started my band. And uh, the way the name Tombstone Jesus came about is I used to drink a lot, guys. And honest to God, getting past my drinking's really what made Tombstone Jesus happen because I was always the guy who had these big dreams and I'd tear it up partying all night going on and on about all my dreams. I'd wake up the next morning with the headache and go to my day job, you know, nothing had ever come of it. And I've always been this guy in my head, you know, I've always been a wrestling champion. I've always been a rock star. I've always been a, everything I wanted to be in my head, you know, and that would really come out when I was partying. So I'm in the bar. I, I used to live in the mountains right up this, right up in Utah, right there in Provo Canyon. Um, it's in between Mount Timpanogos and a mountain called Cascade Mountain. And Robert Redford owns a, a ski resort right there by where I lived. And that was the closest watering hole. So that's where I'd go in, get my drink on every night. And when I'd walk in the door, the guys up there playing music would stop. And this is like late nineties. And a lot of guys weren't really rocking the full beard then, you know, and, and I had the full beard and I had the long hair and I'd come walking in the bar and the, the guy'd stop playing music and he'd say, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus just entered the building. And I'd be like, uh, whatever, you know, and I'd leave and he'd stop. He'd say, Hey, Jesus just left the building, you know? And so this went on for a couple of years and everybody there's calling me Jesus because my long hair and my beard, I didn't really care for it, but you know, everyone's giving me beers and, and after a while, you know, you just start answering. And, uh, I was a huge wrestling fan guys, my whole life. I've just been a huge, huge borderline fanatic for sure. And uh, I was a brawler, been a brawler my whole life. And, and up at the bar, if, when people get out of line, I'd be like, hey, know your role, shut your mouth, I'll come over there and tombstone your ass. And uh, I was threatening to tombstone somebody in the bar, and my lead guitarist was in there with me, and he just he, he shouted out, tombstone Jesus. And I said, uh, hey, that's it. That's that's my name. And he says, yeah, that's our band name. And I'm like, that's going to be my wrestle name, too. 
And so that's, that's how I got the name Tombstone Jesus. So how do you make the transition then from that point, getting, getting into wrestling? Like, how did you get so to that? That's one of the great, that's a great story in itself as well. And, you know, thoughts become things. You hear that corny saying, but it's so true. So I'm, I'm doing my music and I started my YouTube channel. And if you get on the YouTube channel and you go to some of those first videos there in black and white, and I was just kind of doing a little comedy monologue and I, before I would do these videos, I would watch old Ric Flair promos because no one could get me fired up like Ric Flair. And I mean, I'm a huge, huge Flair fan, but for me, it's like, you know, from 1979 to about 1983, you know, for me, that is when Flair was just a man. And, and anyone out there, if you don't know, dial up some YouTube from that, from that time period. And Ric Flair is, is, is the man, no doubt about it. And so I would watch these Flair promos almost daily, you know, and, uh, I do my YouTube videos and then, and then I would, of course, we'd always practice and I'm playing in the clubs in Salt Lake every weekend. And one night I'm doing a show and there's another band playing there and, and their guitarist was really good. I mean, he's, he may be one of the best guitarists dare I say in the country at the time, super good. We got done with our set and he jumps up on the stage. He says, Hey man, I want to join your band. And I'm like, you got it, dude. You're, you're hot. You're, you're good. You're hired. And he's all one other thing. He says, uh, I'm a pro wrestler and nobody knows it. Cause I wear a mask. He says, I think you'd be good at it. And I just said, you know, I've been waiting my whole life for, for that. Someone to tell me that let's, let's do it, you know? And so that's, that's how I got into pro wrestling. And so I made the transition from, you know, selling out the nightclubs in Salt Lake to, to selling out the wrestling shows. And uh, it's just been a dream come true for me. And uh, I, I just really can connect with the people. And, uh, you know, something that surprised me was how much the little ones, how much I connect with the little kids. They just love Tombstone Jesus, you know, and I, uh, I can't complain. So, once I got into wrestling, <clears throat> being in a band was a pain in the ass, dude. I mean, now I'm doing everything I want to do. I'm just a loving it. And all I got to do is show up with my gear and, uh, having a rock band and being the guy who's got to kind of be the team leader and shit it is a pain in the ass. And any musician out there who has a band will tell you it's a lot of work. So, I mean, I definitely plan on getting back to my music when I'm all done with wrestling. Um, but wrestling by far is my favorite thing to do. We are on the line with tombstone Jesus at tombstone Jesus on social media. Make sure you're following him. Uh, check out his YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, the metal, the mountain metal is fucking awesome. Uh, it's got a great sound, great vibe, great feel to it. Uh, we played it during our commercials uh, while I did the Patreon read, so definitely check it out. You talk about your wrestling career, and you got to work with Vince Russo, and there's actually uh, a great picture of him rocking your Tombstone Jesus t-shirt. How did that relationship with Vince Russo come about? Well, it's Manny Lemons, and so, you know, I got I to gotta drop Manny's name. He was the one who pretty much made Devotion Championship Wrestling happen. 
And, uh, you know, a few years ago, wrestling down there died here in Utah. And a couple years ago, man, he reached out to me. He was starting a new company. I've seen a lot of these companies come and go. And he kind of told me this one's going to be different. I, I couldn't make the first show and the, and the second show they had, I made that show. And I mean, we sold out, it was just packed and he's never looked back. But Manny, through his persistence, has been the one who's really made things happen uh, for wrestling in Utah through Devotion Championship Wrestling. And Manny's the one who, who reached out and got Vince to get on board with us. And so for me, guys, you know, I mean, first of all, you know, I'm a little older. Obviously, Otto's my son. Well, I don't age in mortal years. I age in badass years. And in badass years, I'm about 23 years old. I'm just peaking. And uh, the AK-47 is my blood type. It runs through my veins. My son's got the same blood. And uh, kicking people's ass, that's what we do. Well, growing up, I told you, you know, I mean, I, I grew up watching wrestling in the 80s. You know, I mean, Ric Flair, the macho man, Hulk Hogan, of course. When Hulk Hogan first got into wrestling, I, I mean, when he first hit the AWA, I'll never forget I saw that that first interview. And me and Gene, I mean, Hogan just had his back to the camera. He was just this mountain. I don't even think he even turned around that first interview. And I was just like, wow. So for me, all that wrestling being able to be influenced by wrestling in the 80s when when we had the characters that were just larger than life and i got to enjoy all of that but I, it peaked in the attitude era for me okay and and so for me the highlight of, of wrestling in my life was like stone cold and the rock and and mankind the rock and song all that shit and it was vince russo you know and and so when I got an opportunity to work with Vince Russo, you know, I'm like pinching myself and, uh, I can't tell you what a cool guy he is and how approachable he is and just what a down to earth genius he is as well. And, uh, it's an honor to have, you know, Vince Russo, he writes and produces our show guys. It's on fight TV. Uh, we're on Amazon prime prime as well. And of course, YouTube, Devotion Championship Wrestling, check it out. Uh, written, uh, written and produced by Vince Russo. And the guy's just a stud. You can follow them at DCW Salt Lake City every Thursday night, 7 p.m., Fight TV. Um, the music and the wrestling. Uh, you said you're going to go back to doing the music when your wrestling career is over, but do you balance both? I know there's that video for Sasquatch that's out there, which is really a lot of fun, uh, and the music is awesome. Uh, do you find time to do both? I guess with the pandemic, you haven't been able to wrestle as much as you usually are. Got when I first started wrestling, I did both, and and I would actually book shows on the same night uh, that I wrestled um, just to get them both done in the same night. So I'd be up on the stage, sweating it out, belting out my mountain metal, like an hour after I got out of the ring, you know, beating the shit out of somebody. And, uh, it just got to be a little too much for me to where I like to just focus on the wrestling. Now I've, I've got guys, I've got like about four, three full albums of recorded music out there. There's a lot on YouTube, but there's a whole lot I haven't released. 
And one cool thing about music, I mean, look at the Stones, look at Ozzy. I mean, you can you can do it for a long time, guys. So aging in badass years, I figured I got another 10 years. I'd, I'd like to make a run, a tag team run with my son. I feel like when me and Otto are on the same page and clicking, I, I don't think there's a team in the country that can beat us. So when the pandemic, when things get finally under control where we can hit the road and perform in front of people, um, that's really what I'm looking forward to doing here in the good old U.S. of A. And uh, definitely going to get back to the music a few few years down the road, and uh, and I just love it both. I can't I can't complain. It's 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 good being Tombstone Jesus. Hell yeah, it is Tombstone Jesus. Let me you know about this Nick Stapp guy out here on the East Coast causing a little ruckus on Twitter. He's been calling you out apparently. Who's this bitch ass punk? What? <laughs> oh. Exactly. Who is this guy? He's this guy. I got to find it. Someone. There we go. This guy, uh, Nick Stapp. He's from the Off the Hop Rope podcast. He's. I guess he wants to tangle with Tombstone Jesus. I don't think he called oh, him out yeah. per se as much as he wanted to f- rustle him out of respect. All right. I like that. I like that. So is this guy a wrestler or is he a mark? What's the deal here? Uh, you could call him a wrestler. All yeah, right. He's, he, he's he's got some years in the business. He tra- he, he now trained we're in, uh, talking. He trained in uh, in in Long Island, New York, under uh, at Oh hell Pro yeah! I would love to lock up with this guy. Get some promoter somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere where East can meet West, right in the middle. Let's, and let's, let me beat the shit out of this guy. Tombstone Jesus. I'm not gonna lie to you. He's not the only one. I got another guy, another New Yorker named Jay George. Who also he he wants Jay George Jay George he wants a piece or I don't know if he wants a piece he wanted yeah he wanted to, he wanted to to get in touch with Tombstone Jesus as well so two guys, I would two love New York to guys. wrestle these guys I would love to if I got to come out on the East Coast come on out here like I say let's meet in St Louis Chicago. <laughs> make it happen you know that video um that blew up on twitter it was funny because i only had i hadn't even been on twitter in about 12 years um but uh the american giant out there in florida started calling me out started talking some shit started causing up a big scene on facebook and that's how that match got booked and uh, we brought it up, let let a couple promoters decide who wanted to go ahead and, and book the fight, and, and it happened. These guys out on the East Coast, they want to whoop up a little bit of hype, try to make something happen, let's do it. Well, I'll, I'll, tell, you, tell, you, I'll tell you this. Uh, I know we know that the two guys that, that have, have made these comments very well. They're very good professional wrestlers. Uh, you are also a very good professional wrestler and one tough SOB. So if this could happen, oh my God, that would be incredible. Nick Stapp and Nick Stapp and or Jay George would be incredible, right? Guys, guys, let's set it up. Let's hype it up. Let's make it happen. I would love to. I'd love to lock up with both these guys. I'm almost a hundred percent sure that Nick Stapp does have some history with Vince Russo, so this might be a possibility. Oh. Ah. All right, I'm gonna have to reach out to this guy for sure. Um. If he's got a history with Vince, then yeah, let's let's talk. Maybe maybe he could get booked out here in Utah. 
Oh, that would be so amazing. What? Hell yeah. You mentioned it before briefly. What is the wrestling landscape looking like out there? You said it was almost dead and gone before uh, DC. Devotion. Yeah. Yeah. Devotion Championship Wrestling, DCW. So, I mean, there was a few companies out here. A few had come and gone. One had kind of been sputtering along. And, of course, we had Vegas close by and, and Denver and whatnot. But uh, like I said, about two years ago, there were just things were just twiddling out. And then Manny came in and, and got things going again. And, and now, I mean, wrestling in Utah is red hot, red hot. Our crowds, let me tell you, the crowds here in Utah are some of the best crowds in, in the world. I mean, they're great. The fans here are great. And you can see that in that video on that, on that tweet. Oh yeah, I, I saw it. You've got it's huge. As soon as you, as soon as you start making your entrance, the people just come to their feet. It's insane. Not only the crowd in general for the shows, but just for you, Tombstone. I mean, my goodness. That's why the boys in the back call me the Michael Jackson of wrestling because I'm the king of pop, <laughs> and uh, that ain't no shit. That's so good. It's not Tombstone. That's not very metal, though. No, I know, but I'll take the king of pop, but you're right. You know, it's hard to kind of not get offended, you know, but we see where they're going with. So it's all, it's all good in the end. I'll take the king of pop for sure. But, uh, you know, all jokes aside, really, I've just always been able to connect with, with the crowd, connect with the people. I mean, that guy walking out there in that video is just a guy walking out shaking a few hands on the way to kick someone's ass, you know, and that's, that's with tombstone Jesus. There's no real gimmick. I mean, what you see is what you get. I, I've been called the, uh, you know, Chuck Norris, a pro wrestling. And, uh, can we get your son some regular gear? Was he wrestling in like a, in like a scuba outfit or something? That's his wetsuit. Yeah, he's a surfer. The kid's a damn surfer. He was a professional surfer before he started wrestling. He's he's good. He's a good surfer. He's supposed to take me out. We'll see if I drowned or not. I'm a snowboarder. I'm in the mountains. I haven't done a lot of surfing. But yeah, that's his wetsuit. Okay. And he's always barefoot. Let me tell you, that kid's kicks are lethal. I mean, he's got He's got some wicked kicks. He, he's a he's a tough son of a bitch. Oh, I saw him. I saw him, no doubt. But uh, I mean, you you snowboard, but you're not wrestling in your snowboard gear. I mean, come on, we got to get this guy some. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I think Tombstone's got to help him out. Get him a pair of knee pads, maybe some you know some cowboy boots. You know what I'm saying? If he's gonna be, if he's your son. We got to get him in. You know, he's got to play the role he's got to be your son you, you know who else yeah was i don't know he's put my cowboy hat on a couple times and and he claimed it burned his head so you know i don't know i mean that's part of that's part of the deal with him you know that's that's kind of we're we're complete opposites in a lot of way uh but on the inside you know we are the same so and we're the dysfunction dysfunctional function man that's us a dysfunction function what's your junction no the dysfunction junction that's <laughs> us sorry <bro. laughs> you know who else wore a, a scuba outfit wetsuit the sandman so that's not a bad career no shit what before he was the sandman he was a surfer 
Yeah, well, he oh my hell! I did not know that, and I love the Sandman. Yeah, in the very in the very early history of Eastern Championship Wrestling, he was uh, he he had a surfer gimmick, and of course, he would come out to surf in USA, and you know the Sandman played off the time at the beach, but you know all it took all it took was an attitude adjustment. Maybe you know because he's your kid, he gets an attitude adjustment, change up of the outfit. Maybe we got something rolling here. I don't know. We'll see. The kid does what he wants, and it's kind of part of the odd couple with us. But I, I'm with you, man. I'd like to see him wearing a cowboy hat, and I'd like to see him uh, put on some wrestling trunks and shit, maybe even a cowboy boot or two would be looking good on him. But I, I don't see it happening. That's the poster for you guys when you win the tag straps. You and your son. <laughs> Matching cowboy hats, matching boots, matching trunks. That's that's the vision I got in my head, uh, Tombstone. I like it. I like it. It's free to take. I tell you, if we ever was like that, that that finally mean we was probably on the same page. That would be awesome. That would be a hundred percent awesome. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned some changes in the uh, wrestling scene uh, before Devotion really started taking off. You spent some time in War, uh, even as the Rocky Mountain champion. Um, are they still around? Are they still running? You still working with them? No, they, they quit running and I loved war. Um, I got to work with Rhino. I got to work with Chris masters. I got to work with Mr. Kennedy, uh, war wrestling Alliance of the Rockies made so many of my dreams come true. And they really was the, the platform, um, that, that, help make the legend of tombstone jesus and they they kind of quit doing things i want to say about 2017 um and i'd love to see them get started up again but i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't think it's going to happen it's it's uh i mean it's unfortunate too because especially in this time you know there's not a lot of uh not a lot of promotions that are that are running you know, even close to a part-time schedule, but it's nice to see that, you know, at least even in the latter part of 2020, that Tombstone Jesus is still having the opportunity to kick some ass. Oh, in front of a live crowd. I mean, we've been really fortunate out here in Salt Lake. I mean, we got the social distancing and the masks and everyone's getting their temperature taken and we're jumping through all the hoops and it's sure nice to have a crowd. Um, you know, I did some work without a crowd and, and done some things for the internet and stuff. And, and we give 120% no matter what, don't get me wrong, but it sure is great to have the energy of the fans there. I, uh, in going through your YouTube channel and I, and I've watched, uh, a lot more, a lot more tombstone Jesus in the past couple of days. But, uh, something I kept coming across was the, uh, the metal mamas, does Tombstone Jesus have a harem we need to know about? <laughs> well, I did tell you I knocked up my babysitter when I was eight, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So Tombstone Jesus is happily married. Thank God. Uh, like I say, my wife, luckily, luckily I ran into my wife and, uh, She's been taking good care of me. Like I say, she's the one who fought Otto's mom uh, right in the right in the ring last year, you know, and and uh, she left the merch table. She's not, never really wanted to be a part of it, but when it came time to have my back, she did. And then actually, uh, just a few episodes ago, she 
hit old Otto right in the nuts. Sold so, it. yep. Yeah, and uh, that that made me happy too. So, but yeah, I got the queen. I've been married for a few years now, and the mountain metal mamas are out there. They're not my harem, but the merch is there for them, brother. And uh, at the beginning of the show, before the video screwed up, you guys seen I had a lot of that merch around me. And uh, it's there, people. Come get your Tombstone Jesus gear. We got hats. We got shirts. We got tank tops. We got little sexy tops for the ladies, the Mountain Metal Mamas. So hit me up on my Facebook Messenger, Tombstone Jesus. Hit me up on Twitter. We're rolling on Twitter now, finally. I think I'm up to about 60 followers. So guys, follow me over there. And uh, Tombstone Jesus is on Instagram as well. And anyone out there wants some of that merch, get a hold of me. We'll ship it out to you. Definitely. Be the first one on your block rocking Tombstone Jesus merch. I'm pretty sure I'm getting a hat as soon as we get off the air. And, uh, and and as heartfelt as as that story about your your wife and everything is, I think the the thing that we're going to be taking away from this interview the most is the fact that you knocked up your babysitter at eight years old. So, ah man, that's, I probably should have kept that one to myself. But Tombstone, Tombstone, that's the clickbait, Tombstone. That's 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 the headline. <laughs> Well, guys, I'm surprised there hasn't been. Usually, when I get on a podcast, if people can call in. I get a few daddy is that you so uh <laughs> luckily there was no callers you guys will probably have to check your comments and uh that's kind of the that's kind of the joke I mean once my DNA hit that database uh kids have been popping up about every two weeks Wait, where, of... where, where were you, where were you in November of 1983 oh no 83? I was back on the East Coast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a second. Where I was in to... the Philly area. Philly Philly area. I was feeling all the Phillies. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wait a second. I am I I lived back in that time. Not lived, but yeah? right in that like 84 area, 85 in South Jersey. Hamilton, New right Jersey. On. Was your mom like a Boston fan? Hmm. You know what, yes. Tombstone? Yes. Or was she uh oh Uh-oh. I hate to say it, Bon Jovi fan? Oh, all of the above. She was a she was a boss. To, uh, we may have ran across each other at a rock festival or something. You never mm-hmm. know. All right. All right. Well, you know what? We're gonna have to talk about this off the air. <laughs> Bro, just throw your DNA into a uh I think twenty three and me data bank. And uh, if, if you get the golden ticket, it'll tell you you're 50% AK-47. Oh, Excuse I me. I think I'm 100% AK. Well, I don't know. That means that I did my sister, so that wouldn't work out. Well, if you but, hear me uh, talk for more than five minutes, that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh my God. Uh, hey, you could be one of mine. Just know the deal. Uh <laughs> You don't get no money. You get ass whoopings. All right. Well, I'll have to get a surfer suit. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You ain't worried about all these women coming after you for alimony? It depends on how old the kid is. You know, I'm I'm pretty safe. I'm, I'm pretty safe. 
Uh, there shouldn't be any more of them running around under 18. Let's just say that. I was going to say, how, how long you been slinging that dick, bro? <laughs> I told you I age in badass years. That's all you need to know. What would I knocked a- up my babysitter when I was eight. That's right. What would make a more entertaining wrestling match? You kind of did the whole DNA thing. Would it be like the DNA results on a pole match, or would it be alimony on a pole match? What would be? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> alimony on a pole match. I'll tell you, that's where it gets real right there. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, when he started complaining about the back child support, I was like, you little son of a... <laughs> But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, back child support on a pole match, that that I, that could be something. I don't know. I just uh, – I don't know if I want to risk it, guys. <laughs> what Tombstone, whatever you – please don't let Vince Russo put your mother on a pole, though. Don't let that mother on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vince is the man. I'll tell you, if he writes it, we'll do it. <laughs> Dude, Vince Russo will put a child support on a pole match or a, or a, a DNA results on a pole match. I love it. Oh, I, I tell you, he's a genius. I when when I just felt like, you know, with Vince, I mean, it's like handing Michelangelo a, a nice piece of clay. Here you go. Yeah. And uh, that's how I feel like it is with Vince Russo with with our our wrestlers. You know, it's like you know, we're in good hands. I like it. You're you're doing that mountain metal, uh, Tombstone Jesus. What is like your dream? You could you could do get on stage and headline a festival with like three bands. What bands are you playing with? Oh man! Oh shit! Ah. It's not an easy question. Well, like I, for me, like mountain metal. All right, first of all, mountain metal. Leonard Skinner meets Motorhead. Okay, that's it. mountain metal right there. So Leonard Skinner Motorhead is definitely going to be two of those bands. Now the third band. Oh my God, guys! I mean, I'm a big music guy, so shit. Man. You do a little Molly, I'm probably going to say the Beatles. You guys are shit, but I'm going to say the Beatles. Wow. No, that's a good call. That's absolutely a good call. Nothing wrong with that one. It's an interesting yeah. line. If you listen to Mountain Metal, there's a little bit of Beatles in there, too. There really is. Nothing wrong with that call at all. So you mentioned all those guys you got to work with. Rhino, Chris Masters. Is there anyone oh, out? Man. Is there anyone out there? Uh, growing up as a wrestling fan that you've gotten the opportunity to share a locker room with or better yet get in the ring with that. You just sort of like, this is a dream come true. Well, God, Rhino right off the bat. So, I mean, the first big name that I got to wrestle with was Rhino and me and him teamed up and, and, uh, main event at a big show here, packed house. I think, guys, it isn't my video, but I, I think if you just, um, like, search on YouTube, Tombstone Jesus, then Rhino and Utah, it'll probably come right up. 
And it was a great, great match. And I mean, the guy was just such a professional and such a cool guy. But I was a huge ECW guy. And so when Rhino hit the scene, man, goring everybody and throwing women through tables and just, oh, my hell. So I was a huge Rhino Rhino fan. And, and that, for me, you know, was my, my first my first really big match with the big name and uh yeah i was pinching myself then but again chris masters i mean meeting chris too i mean there's another guy some of these guys like uh, i was in the gym in salt lake city i want to say about 1988 1989 and the wwf at the time was in town and the ultimate warrior was in my gym and i remember looking at that guy in real life, you know, standing next to him, actually looking in the mirror at myself next to him and just, oh my God, you really got to stand next to someone like that to really appreciate just the physique on this guy, right? Well, that, that's how it was when I met Chris Masters as well. It was just on another level where you just kind of got to step back and go, wow. And uh, what a cool dude, taught me so many things. And, uh, and then again, I mean, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Anderson, that was, that was awesome as well. So not only did I get a share locker room with these guys, um, but I got to wrestle with them. And so, yeah, man, I can't complain. So you said you're a big easy- guys. I just had a match with Glacier. Oh, fucking Glacier. A. And it was fucking awesome. That dude is so cool. Did, come did, out to Salt Lake City just a couple months ago, and I got to I got to be against him. It was him and Manny Lemons versus uh, me and my dark missionary. We got going on, and anyways, it that that was awesome too. And I mean, so when he came out, when he hit the scene, you know, with it with that Sub Zero gimmick and and uh, that huge push they gave him, I I loved that guy. It was it was awesome. Did uh did blood run cold when you were in the ring with him? Uh, it got cold. I'll tell you, I'm glad I didn't have to eat one of those kicks. <laughs> so an easy you're a big ECW guy. Do you recognize oh, yeah. do you recognize WWE ECW or do you think it's a hunk of horse shit like I think it is? I never recognized any of that bullshit. All I did is every ECW pay-per-view they ever had before they started really collaborating with the other companies. I mean, that's where it was at, dude. And back then we had this little cable box. I swear you could like put a little card in it or something and we did all the pay-per-views for free. And, uh, I mean, I never missed, never missed an ECW pay-per-view and they, they would, I mean, to this day, I think it's just still the best. Yeah. Did you ever get an opportunity to come out to the East coast and go to an ECW show or visit oh, the arena? No. Oh, I wish. Oh no, I wish. No, that would have been something. Yeah. We went to a few shows. It wasn't everything it was cracked up to be. You're so full of shit. Of course I'm full of shit. Awesome. <laughs> How could it not be everything it's cracked up to be? I mean, all you guys are going to do there live and see some more cool shit that maybe didn't get, the camera didn't catch. I mean. And and it just seemed like every time you were there, something special happened. I remember uh, I was at the show where uh, 
where uh, Shane Douglas grabbed Gary Wolf by the halo and threw him down. You really want to, you really felt like a thousand people were going to rush the ring and, and just murder Shane Douglas. The heat there was oh, just dude. insane. Dude, when they were coming out with that triple threat shit, throwing the threes up in the air and they're playing that deep purple song. Oh my God. That was so good. badass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Perfect strangers. They'd come out too. I still get goosebumps. Just that was such a badass entrance. It was like him and Candido. And I think Francine had come out. Yep. And, and Bamboo so, Pillow too, Jersey guy. Yes, yes, yes. The when, man, Bam Bam. When you're when you're when you're playing and you're on stage, is there wrestling music in the uh, in the in the set for the night? Have you played any themes? No, I've I, I don't do any cover tunes. All I've ever done is original songs that I've written, and. Uh, you know, I've got a song called Kick the Shit Out of You, and uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it, and it's it's kind of a wrestling tune that I've written. Um, but, no, I've never done any wrestling theme songs or anything like that. But I have, I have done a couple – I did a couple shows where I got to get up and play on the stage, and then when I got done, I'd set the microphone down and go down and get in the ring and wrestle, and that was cool. I'd like to do more of that. So I, I would, I would assume you would prefer being on stage first and then getting in the ring. Right. Absolutely. Get out, play my Sasquatch song live and then uh, finish it out, run down the ring and kick someone's ass. That would be, that'd be a fun time. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. If, if somebody's listening to this tombstone, Jesus, they're not familiar with you or your music. They want to check out some mountain metal. What's one tombstone jesus song they should listen to you know the the song that everyone loves is sasquatch it's not on youtube it's kind of not on there for a reason for now um but you guys have seen it in my entrance video and anyone can check it out on in my videos on tombstone jesus uh facebook you'll find it there but as far as YouTube goes for sure, and you guys were playing that song earlier, the railroad car. I have a lot of people tell me that that's not just their favorite Tombstone Jesus song, but it's their favorite song. And uh, definitely check out the railroad car. If you get on my Tombstone Jesus channel, you know, I haven't done a lot of videos there for a while, but click on uploads and there's, there's like 85, 90 videos. And you can fall down the rabbit hole, but one thing you got to fucking check out, guys, is the Dr. Tombstone video. It's a comedy where I play a doctor. Watch it all the way to the end. I promise you're going to love it. I, I saw it already, Tombstone. 100% agree. It's awesome stuff. <laughs> right on. But, yeah, I mean, the railroad car, uh, the kick the shit out of you, there's some live video, some, some live music. And uh, check it all out, guys. But but know this: um, we'll be getting a little album coming out here pretty soon. Oh, a little fan, fan little fan friendly thing um, that we can sell. I can't wait. So look, I'll be look for that. My favorite right now is "Shake That Ass." Oh yeah, brother! I played that Let thing like tell two you. times. I love that song. 
Bro. So we used to practice, we used to rehearse in this studio. Uh, we rented out and one of our rehearsal days was Sunday and we would rehearse for like six hours, but we would always take lunch, uh, midway through it at the local titty bar. And, uh, that, that song got written on Sundays when it was time to go eat lunch, go have our steak and eggs. I'd start playing shake that ass. And that's, that's how that evolved into that tune. That's one of my favorite tunes too, man. I love that song. Uh, tombstone Jesus. We have, uh, somebody called in. They want to talk to you, Mr. Torment. Torment. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, that's right. The artist formerly known as Jay George, I'm, I'm proud to announce as of uh, today, I will be performing under the uh, name Torment. This is going to be my new character that I'm going to be doing for professional wrestling. Well, Torment, I don't I don't like to think of it as a character. I like to think that this is uh, finally who I am, the master of pain and torment. Well, you're on the line with Tombstone, and we understand you have a question for him. I don't listen. Well, talk to me, brother. We had a little interaction on the Twitter. As soon as I saw, listen, as soon as I saw this guy walk out, the crowd's going crazy. There's a live, what was, there was a live marching band there, correct? <laughs> no, I had a bass player and a drummer there. That played throughout the match, which is fantastic. Yep. But brother, yes. all, I, I didn't even see the match up until I just saw the entrance at first, and I was already sold on everything about Tombstone Jesus. Thank you, my man. Thank you. And I'm petitioning right now over at Creator Pro to try to get you to come in so you could we could we could be like uh you could be like my diesel, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I feel I feel like I feel like in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways we are we're cut from the same cloth, my man. And uh, maybe in some ways we aren't, you know what I'm saying? But regardless of the fact, I know that when Tombstone Jesus is in town, things are about to go down. That's a fact, brother. That is a fact. And the bookers know it. So let them know. I mean, you guys want to have a solid show? Book Tombstone Jesus. We'll make it happen. So I, I I I was just wondering, do you do you have any survival skills? Well, you, you know like I got my bear well. claw necklace, right? right? Right. So my bear claw necklace, I killed the bear with my bare hand. Hell yeah, dude! This is what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay, my right hand, and I got my left hand, and my right hand. That's my left I mean. hand's my left hand. My right hand's my bare hand. Okay. Right. And that same bare hand smacked a few bare asses. <laughs> yes, dude. Okay, fantastic. So, the, in other words, all you're saying is all you need right here is you need all you need is that right hand, the bare hand. Pretty much get- my bare hand. Like I was telling these guys, I uh, age in badass years, not in normal human mortal years. Right. In badass years, I'm peaking at about 23 years of age. Hell yeah. And uh, my blood type's AK-47. How many? And my fans, my fans are tombstoners. Yes, sir. And the AK-47, it runs through them as well. How how many miles per hour are you going? Fuck. Fucking 20, bro, right? (laughs) Hell yes. Okay. Now, this this is what I'm saying, man. 
this is exactly what I'm saying. So this, this is this is a marriage, one way or the other. We have to get you guys together at some point. Oh, we got to bring Tombstone out here. I think I don't think there's any other way to do this, right? Oh no, you don't. Come on, Torment. Torment gets booked in Utah. I'll get. I'll find. I'll find my way out there. We're not. If not, we'll meet. We'll meet in South Dakota. Damn. I yeah. like St. Louis is a fighting town, man. Let's meet in St. Louis. So I, 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 I've, I've been, I've been, I've been in, in, in and out today. So I've been trying to catch as much of the interview as possible. I don't know if you guys saw uh, a little bit of the backstory of how long you've been in the business and stuff. Just a little curious. About twelve years. Right on, dude. Yeah. You. Jesus Christ, dude. This guy, bro, you 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 could tell me, listen. <laughs> I think I think Torment is starstruck. I love I am it. a little bit. You I, I love it. Yeah. He sent me he sent me a DM in Facebook. I need to talk to Tombstone. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey brother, you're a tombstoner now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Tombstone and Torment, like Diesel and HBK, HB Torment. Oh that's what God. I'm saying, man. Are you kidding me? That's money. That's money everywhere. So I <sighs> Jeez, all right. What well, are you? You riding a bike or what? You you ride a motorcycle now? Yeah, I got a motorcycle. I ride it around a little bit. I you see tombstone I, uh, Jesus. I'm mostly running the desert, dude. I I, I that's I live out here about oh okay. couple couple hours outside of Vegas, uh, down here in the desert. And I mean, I just lift thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. And when I'm not doing that, I'm running in the desert, bro. Running from rats. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm playing mountain metal and kicking so this, people's ass. This is exactly why, to me, uh, Tombstone Jesus works. Because when I saw you walk out, dude, you legit, you look like you just been out fucking meditating in the desert for a couple hours or doing whatever you're doing out there. And and then someone said, hey, man, there's a show tonight. We need We need you. And then you're just walking in out the desert, like you weren't even, like you, you, that. That wasn't even your wrestling gear. This is what you're doing out in the in the desert, and you're just legit walking out from the desert in through those doors, and the people know what's about to go down because fucking Tombstone Jesus is in the house, and that and they felt that energy. That, like you said, the the uh, rush of adrenaline when someone holds an AK-47 to your face is that same rush that people get when they see Tombstone Jesus because that's all that runs in your fucking veins, man. And I respect it. You you you're a fan of a uh, you. You whiskey guy or what? You know, I don't drink. Okay. Tombstone Jesus had to quit drinking. I was telling these right guys on. I was a big drinker, mm-hmm. and I haven't drank for about twenty years. And when I did drink whiskey, you just call the fucking cops right now. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So torment. We're we gonna get in touch with Tombstone. We're we gonna make this happen. Yeah, man. I I follow him on the on the Twitter. You know. Awesome. <clears throat> Awesome. Torment, go on my YouTube channel and find the Alcohol Treaty of 01, and you will learn the story of how and why I quit drinking. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. All right. I think we're good with Torment, huh? Hell yeah. yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. I just found that video. I'm going to. Pull it up and want to give it a watch, man. It was a pleasure talking to you, man. And our, our paths will cross. I like it. Hey, keep training, bro. Uh, we'll make it happen. Reach out to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sounds good, good, man. That's awesome. All right, buddy. Take care. Take care, guys. Right, Thanks, Torment. Thank you. 
Later, Torment. Mr. Tombstone, before we wrap up this party, uh, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure, and we would love to have you back on the podcast. 100%. Anytime. Please. Please, and let me get this damn Zoom thing all worked out so I can stay on the video. Um, you know, the Tombstoners deserve to see me. And I think you're going to be getting a few orders for merchandise, so please be ready with, uh, watching the DMs for that. Yeah, guys, just reach out to me, and uh, you guys will get a discount. So, Love that. That's awesome. You don't have to do that, sir, but thank you so much for that. Hell yeah. And I, your shirt went into the mail today, Mr. Tombstone. You should be seeing Fuck Shining yeah. Wizard shirt soon. Uh, I'll be to- stretching that out. I'll be, I'll be promoting the hell out of it, bro. Awesome. Follow uh, Tombstone at Tombstone Jesus on uh, all forms of social media. Check out his YouTube page, uh, Tombstone Jesus. All the tunes are up there. Uh, like Tony said before, he's got a little YouTube channel, uh, some comedy, some mountain metal. Uh, oh, yeah. Tombstone Jesus does it all, Kevin. Oh, right. And a jack of all trades and a master of all of them. 100%. There we go. Tombstone, before we let you run, anything you want to leave the folks with that are uh, that are watching and listening out there? Guys, follow me on Twitter. Um, follow me on Instagram, Tombstone Jesus. Definitely sub to my channel. And just keep an ear out because, uh, you know, talk to your local promoter for that matter and uh, get in his ear. Tell him you want to see Tombstone Jesus. And when these crowds start being able to come together again, I want to come entertain you. Awesome. Sounds awesome. Just followed. Just followed on the Instagram, buddy. Awesome. Yeah, let's right get on. this up for Tombstone, people. Come on. Hey, follow my son, Otto Von Clutch, as well. Maybe. He's a little shit, but follow him. Yeah, Maybe tell him to get some gear to match his old man. Come on. And subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. There you go. Tombstone, this has been an absolute pleasure, brother. Like I said, you got an open invitation. Anytime you want to come back on, we'll reach out to you. We'll get this thing going back together, man. This was an absolute blast. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you. Proud to be on the Wizards, man. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Be Love well, you too, Tombstone. Brother. Be, be well. good, brother. Peace. Yeah. Bye. Tombstone Jesus, everyone. God. What a great Kevin? interview. Kev. Hold on, Tony. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Tony. 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 Top five. Yes. Yes. And I, this might not be hyperbole. This might not be hyperbolic. This might actually be top five. Fucking A, dude. That I was awesome. love nothing more than to get him back on with his Zoom working because I think that would be awesome. He was awesome. That was such a I'm, great chat. I'm getting a hat, by the way. I'm getting a shirt, bro. I can't wait. Yeah, I'll rock a Tombstone Jesus t-shirt. We are the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, If you watched this live, chat it up in the Facebook. We appreciate you. Uh, Follow Tombstone Jesus at Tombstone Jesus. Special thanks to Jay George uh, at Jay George on the Who? Torment. Torment at Jay George. Give him a follow. Check him out. Uh, Hopefully we can get that Jay George Tombstone collision. Uh, somewhere in the Midwest. I think I'd rather see them work together. To be honest with you, Ooh. you know what? The two of them against CPA and and that other guy that he's with, the nerdy guy, the Breakfast Club guy. Oh, they're not together. They're not a team anymore. It's all right. We'll get them back together one night only. Whatever. He's, he's got CPA needs a heater. Ooh, they don't worry about it. We, we'll get somebody for CPA. 
Because CPA's got that Vince Russo connection. Russo's got heat with CPA. He's Nick Stapp now. He's no longer CPA. Well, he's got heat with fucking the former CPA. Follow us. Follow us on all forms of social media at Wizards Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Check out our pro wrestling tees at prowrestlingtees.com backslash uh, Wizards Podcast or Shining Shining Wizards. Wizards. One of the two, Shining Wizards. (laughs) And, uh, we each have individual shirts. You have the Uncle Creepy Matt shirt. You have the Fake News Tony shirt. You got Shining Wizards Kevin Wolfpack style. Join the pack. Guys, I'll be back doing stand-up comedy. The world is opening up. Bookings are flooding in. So please uh, check out your vaccination, boy. March 18th is the first one I got coming up uh, in Morristown, New Jersey. I'll plaster it all over all of our social media. And follow Tony. Follow Matt. Drop your handles, baby. And next week, Big Tony Z on the Twitter. Next week, I will have a date for the Celebration of Tony show. Oh, um, and next week, Vince Averill from We Watch Wrestling I, is joining us. Yes. That's a big get, boys. That's a huge get. So we'll be talking New Japan and uh, WWE and all things wrestling. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Yes, yeah. thanks for staying with us for three hours, folks. Woo! Mortal, immortal